From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, we meet again. It is not even six minutes past the hour. Yippee. An extra minute or so. All right. Well, sleep is not my friend this week. Uh, I did. I did close my eyes for a little bit at around nine something last night, and then as I I explained this to you, I can't uh, I can't put my finger on it, but I always wake up at exactly the right moment. I woke up last night. It was about 10.35 p.m. I woke up exactly when Aaron Judge was walking into the batter's box. It was the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees were trailing 8-4. to four. If you go through the metrics on this kind of thing, I guarantee you it was like a 99-point-something percent uh, certainty that Pittsburgh would win the game. And by the way, it was an important game. I mean, the home runs are great and the record and all that, but winning these games uh, to win the division and to have any shot at the best record in the American League, which I think is uh, its not completely out of reach, but most likely a bit out of reach. That one little skid that the Yankees had uh, messed that up. But here's Aaron Judge. And I saw his first two at-bats, and then I saw his last at-bat. Crack. Left field, 430-foot shot, 60th home run. Two of Roger Maris's sons were in the stands. And there was number 60. He did it with still 15 games left to go in the season. He crushed Babe Ruth. Now, let's see what happens. He's got one more game tonight, 7.05. And unless you buy the baseball package, uh, you have to have ESPN Plus or you're not going to be able to see it. Uh, just, Just turns out that that's... That's where the game, uh, I don't subscribe to ESPN Plus myself. But that's where the game will be. And then in this homestand, there are four games with Boston. My expectation is that he'll hit two home runs in the next five games at least. Which will mean he'll be at 62. He'll be the all-time I'm probably going to have to come up like with my own trophy or something because I'm not counting the steroid guys. Aaron Judge is going to be the all-time regular season home run record holder. And what's pretty amazing about that is the top three all Yankees. It'll be Judge, Maris, 
and the Bambino Babe Ruth. So it got interesting. Uh, and then what happened was, because I, I was on only two hours sleep from the day before, I was extremely, I was wiped out. Very, very tired. I don't know if you've ever had this. I was almost too tired to sleep. I know that sounds whatever, oxymoronic or whatever, but I was that tired that it was tough to sleep. But I do know this, though. I watched Judge hit the home run. Then they showed the replay a couple of times, and then I was out again. And then, of course, because I have this uncanny knack to seem, I seem to return at the right moment. I woke up again. I didn't watch Giancarlo Stanton get in the batter's box, but I opened my eyes, and within two seconds, crack this line line drive lower type, not a towering home run. This line drive smash uh, pulled right down the line. Ball game. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Nine to eight. Very unlikely win. Now, let me see. One of the two teams behind the Yankees, they were losing. And one of them, they were winning. All right, so Yankees picked up a game on Tampa Bay. They're seven and a half up on them. And they did not pick up a game on Toronto. They're five and a half games up on Toronto with 15 games left to play. Their playoff odds are at 99.9% because it's not just winning the division. It's 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 impossible, basically, that they won't. They could probably lose all 15 games and would still have a wild card. That's not going to happen. Let me see something real quick here. Yeah, Houston's way out. Uh, the Yankees are not going to catch Houston. Seven back in the loss column with 15 left to play. It's not not going to happen. Let's see who is pitching tonight for Pittsburgh. As I predicted, Pittsburgh, they're going nowhere. They have 90-some losses, and they pitch to Aaron Judge. Hopefully, Boston will pitch to him as well. Let's see now. Okay, I've never heard of uh, the Pittsburgh pitcher, Ronzi Contreras. He's five and four. Oh, good news. Severino is back for the Yankees. That's excellent. Luis Severino. Judge is still at 316. Let's see how the uh, how that batting race is going. He was within... One point. And that's only significant because it would get him the um, the triple crown, which would be amazing. All right, let's see. La, 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 la. Well, this isn't easy. I got all these stats. Wow. You should see this thing I found, but it doesn't have... Has everything in the world. Oh, yeah, there it is. All right, I want 
All right, it has all of Major League. I think I can figure this out, though. Hold on. Hold on. Wow. Aaron Judge leads. He If the season ended right now, Aaron Judge would win the Triple Crown. That is amazing. I told you I just have a sneaky suspicion. I don't know if it will be Bogertz from Boston or... The um, the fellow from Minnesota, uh, Arrays or whatever his name is. You've got Judge at 316, Bogertz at 315, Arrays, that's A-R-R-A-E-Z, is at 314. Abreu of the Chicago White Sox is at 308. Low of Texas at 304. And then you've got um, Alvarez of Houston at 304. I don't think anybody else could get there. I wrote down some statistics yesterday, and they're mind-blowing. Check this out. Let me go to my trusty H phone. You ready for this? And now add to it batting average. Batting average. His This is Major League Baseball rank, not American League. All right, so um, he doesn't have – Freeman has like a 330 average. Aaron Judge is not going to catch him. So he won't have number one in the Major League Baseball ranks for average. But he would. I think he would be like second or something. Check this out. 59 home runs, now 60. First, at least 128 RBIs because I fell asleep for the middle part of the game. And I don't know if he did anything uh, then. But first, this is all of Major League Baseball, American League and National League. That's why I laugh. These people saying, I I get to see. You wouldn't believe these things that people send to me. What are you talking about, Harry? Otani is the MVP. So so I I, I, I can't write. I can't write back. Stupid. So I just don't. I just let it stand. But you've got a guy that leads the entire universe in home runs, RBIs, runs scored, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, what they call OPS, war, and that's wins above replacement or something, all this metric stuff, total bases, and extra base hits. He is first in every single one of them. And you're telling me he's not going to be the MVP? I keep telling people this is one of the seasons for the ages. And with 15 games to go, who knows? He was on pace to hit 65. I guess that's a little bit more now, 66 or 67 at this point. I'm just very confident I know he's going to hit 62. And I think he's going to hit the two home runs he needs in the next five games. I'm almost sure of it. But if he doesn't, he still has 10 more after that. He's going to get it. I thought it was very cool. The one son looks just like Roger Maris. But I thought it was very cool that two of Roger Maris' sons... We're at the game. 
Uh, and boy, that is rarefied company. Giancarlo Stanton, very modest. He was talking. Uh, I saw him interviewed after the game. Uh, he very modest. He he didn't even mention, you know, because it was um, what's her name, Marakovic, Merith Marakovic, I think. Uh, she's interviewing Giancarlo Stanton, and he says, "Well, what do you think about this? You know, sixty home runs. A lot of people would have said, oh, you know, well, I, you know, two thousand seventeen, I had fifty nine. So I know what this feels like. He didn't get in any of that. Just gave Aaron Judge all the um, all the spotlight. Great teammate, but sixty home runs. Wow, that is just amazing. And for me, not because Aaron Judge is a Yankee. That's a bonus, but this is real. That whole McGuire and Sosa and all that stuff, that was all aided. That's like having a, who knows, 50 mile an hour wind at your back, pushing, pushing pop-ups over the fence. It's just not even, it's not even real, but this is, and it's outstanding to watch. And he just, he's unaffected by it all. And, you know, they're going crazy. Everything, you know, trying to keep things normal. They put in special baseballs when he comes up. And yet he keeps his routine. I mean, the same swing that hit the uh, the 60th one. And I, what was interesting, I'm watching the game. And I wake up and I think, all right, it's 8-4. to four. Oh, gosh, it's going to be a loss, I guess. But hopefully Judge will hit a home run here. And then, boom. He hits the home run. Then I'm thinking, all right, it's eight to five now. Get some runners on. Let's see what happens. Next thing I know, the bases are loaded. And John Carlos Stanton, grand salami, ball game over. So that makes the night really special because Judge hits number 60 and the Yankees come from behind in a very improbable win. If you're down eight to four in the bottom of the ninth inning, you you lose almost every time. Obviously not every time, but almost every time. We'll be back. Don't go away. Fox News commentary. In a move that for many is too little too late, NYC has finally lifted its vaccine mandate for private sector workers and student athletes. But get this, the city worker mandate remains. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Hi, I'm Lisa Booth for Bishop Gold Group. Are you worried about your financial future as retirement gets closer? All over the country, soon-to-be retirees are fearing for their financial future as markets remain volatile. Bishop Gold Group helps you invest in gold and gold IRAs to protect your wealth and retirement during times of high inflation and wild swings in the market. Secure your future today. Contact Bishop Gold Group by dialing pound 250 from a mobile phone and say the keyword Bishop Gold or visit bishopgoldgroup.com. 
vaccine mandates have been an infringement since the day they were announced. And I don't know what's crazier, the fact that NYC is just now lifting the mandate for private sector workers and student athletes or that municipal workers are still being impacted. This mandate has been in place for nearly a year. And what did it accomplish? NYC, just like everywhere else, has a worker shortage and businesses are still trying to recover from lockdown infringements. Oh, and it's important to remind folks the vaccine does not prevent infection or spread. So while it's great the mandate on student athletes and private workers is up, why on earth would city workers still be under the vaccine and government thumb? Americans are struggling in Biden's economy and in NYC, some workers are still being forced to choose between unemployment or a jab they don't want. New York, where you can get away with any true crime imaginable, but heaven forbid you choose not to get the COVID vax. I'm Tommy Laren From the world's playground. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you very much. Welcome back at 24 minutes past the hour. Let me share with you, this is sort of a human interest story. It's a follow-up on the whole Aaron Judge thing because I was wondering uh, who got the ball because I, I had to get to sleep at some point. I mean, I, did, I woke up at 2.15 and I guess all that got over. If it was 10.35... When Judge stepped into the batter's box, then you had the rest of the inning. You needed three runners on, then the home run. I I imagine it was probably, it had to be about 11 o'clock before I fell back to sleep. Something like that. I just didn't look. I don't remember. But I did think about this. One of the last things I remember thinking was, who caught the ball and what's going to happen with it? Mike Kessler, 20 years old caught Aaron Judge's 60th home run baseball. And he he did not hold out. He got a signed bat. He got some signed baseballs. He got a personal meet and greet with Aaron Judge last night. And he gave the ball to Aaron Judge. That's, That's the Babe Ruth tying baseball. Now, I I don't know for sure because you've got this 60th ball that ties Ruth. Then you'll have the 61st ball that will tie Maris. I imagine that goes up a little bit. And then you have, but, but of course, Babe Ruth is Babe Ruth, the goat. And then you have the 62nd ball. I would imagine just, just, just a guess. I know a little bit about this, um, collectibles, memorabilia industry, I would imagine that the 60th ball is a low six-figure minimum. That over time would probably become even more valuable. So he, he, he turned down a payday. I mean, look, the signed baseballs, what's Aaron Judge? $700 a ball. Six hundred hours a ball, eight hundred. I would say somewhere between six to eight hundred per ball. A bat signed by him. I don't know his his deal. If he signs bats or only a limited number, uh, they all have a you know different way that they um, they capitalize and monetize. So say a bat fifteen hundred. I'm just throwing numbers out. Maybe he got and then whatever you think the meet and greet is priceless. Maybe he got $5,000 worth of stuff. And I might be overstating it. I think that baseball today 
if you said I've got the ball, it's got the marking, they have the you know these tracker things on it and stuff. They know exactly what ball it is. If you had that ball today and you put it up for sale today, easy hundred grand, probably more. I'm going to look during the break. According to the Billy Crystal movie, uh, the kid that caught Roger Maris's ball, number 61, had it right there. Uh, and the guy said, hey, Roger, what do you think? The news people, what do you think? Uh, shouldn't that ball, shouldn't you have that ball? Or shouldn't that ball in the ball be in the Hall of Fame? He goes, nah. He goes, let him have it. Let him sell it. So I'm going to look and see if that ball ever found its way back. Maris is bad, of course. He he retained, and that that's in the Hall of Fame. But what what a good guy this this uh, Mike Kessler must be. I don't know for a fact, but I probably would say seven, eight, nine, seven, eight out of every ten people, maybe. Hard to say. Would have just said, "Nah, I don't want the baseballs. I don't want the bat." I'm keeping it. Sometimes it's a real tough negotiation. The staff comes over and, you know, the, you see the bats and the, the, the jerseys and all this stuff. He should have got a jersey, too. I didn't hear that. I just heard signed baseballs and a signed bat. Should have got a number 99 jersey. Hey, do you think it's a coincidence? Because, you know, I don't believe in coincidences that Maris is number nine and Judge is number 99 and that Maris hit number 61 in 1961 and Judge is going to hit number 62 in 2022. Do you think you think there's anything to any of that? That these things throughout history connect in a way that we might not believe or we might not think of? I think there's something to all that. I always kind of thought there was a connection between Lincoln and Kennedy. I mean, is it is it, you know, 1860, 1960 elected 1863, 1963. Lincoln had a Kennedy name, uh, a secretary named Kennedy. Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln. I mean, you think. Do you think there is something to this kind of stuff? I, I I believe there is. I'm not prepared to say exactly what, but I think there is a connection between Roger Maris and Aaron Judge, and I think there is a connection between Abraham Lincoln and John Kennedy, and I, I believe that. I wonder if you do. We're going to have open forum in the 7 o'clock hour with anything that you want to talk about. 8 o'clock, we'll get there and we'll let you know what's happening. That's um, in flux at the moment. Something we're working on. We're working on this Peter Navarro uh, interview. It's happening very, very soon. Could happen this morning. And uh, if he is set to go, we're set to receive all-season solar Frank Neal scheduled for the 9 o'clock hour. Back in just a little bit, 31 minutes past the hour. And I have three stories that you can follow right now 
on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley. Here we go. Uh, Atlantic County government is offering flu shots, COVID-19 shots. That's what the new vaccine for the new variants uh, that begins September 27th. And there's no charge for the flu shot. Or I should say there's no charge for the COVID-19 shots. And there we have the price schedule for the flu shots. Graffiti, trash, and neglect at Atlantic City Recreation Fields. It's truly a disgrace. And overall, we have an item about the many food. From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Warm again today, rain tomorrow, then a chilly autumn wind on Friday. We've got a big transition coming up here. Sun and clouds for today. High temperature around 82. Increasing clouds tonight, slight chance of a shower, low 68. Scattered showers and thunderstorms likely tomorrow with some late day clearing, high of 78. Sunny, windy, and cool Friday, high only 66. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Wireless headphones. That'll be $200. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 37 minutes past the hour. It's Harry Hurley. And as a nurse dad, what Comfort Keepers does is very important and personal to me. They have elaborate training, and I know that Comfort Keepers will succeed in giving you peace of mind because you'll know that your loved one is in the care of experienced professionals who love what they do. For these reasons, I unconditionally endorse Comfort Keepers because I approve of their vision and I trust them to care for your loved ones. Call Comfort Keepers at 609-277-7855. That's 609 609- 277-7855. They're on the web at comfortkeepers.com. Please tell Comfort Keepers that Harry Hurley sent you. I guess I should promote this a few times. Um, we're filling in today nationally for Todd Starnes from 12 noon to 3 p.m. You can listen at Todd Starnes. That's an E at the end of Starnes, not like the old ShopRite Starnes. ToddStarnes.com, 12 noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time. Well, this is just, for me, this is like a bonus day. It's like a bonus check. The fact that Stacey Abrams, who I just find to be one of the most unlikable, completely unworthy for all the the free media that she's given. And I just love it that she can't gain any traction whatsoever. And in fact, even in a friendly Democrat interview, the interviewer, I forget who it was, but it's a familiar female national um, reporter. And this reporter said to Stacey Abrams, hey, how do you criticize you know, Donald Trump or anybody else for not accepting the results of an election when you have not accepted the results of your election from 2018? And this is what I love. She tortured the English language by insisting that her refusal to concede the 2018 governor's race is different than former President Donald Trump's rejection of the 2020 presidential election. You see, it's always special circumstances. It's always different. 
when it's these beautiful people, the Democrats. Oh, I just think that is fantastic. And, you know, she's really been getting um, tied up into knots on this thing because she keeps changing. At first, she said she never she never um, questioned the result of the election. Now, that that is so dishonest. That's so pathological. Hundreds, thousands of times she questioned the result of the election, saying it was illegitimate and that she's the rightful winner. I mean, come on. So she keeps trying to find a way to explain how she hasn't accepted the results of the previous election. I said at the time, keep on saying this because you're running again and that's going to be really hard to explain. And here she is. Quote, I will never, ever say that it is okay to claim fraudulent outcomes as a way to give yourself power. That is wrong. I reject it and will never engage in it. (laughs) I mean, that's exactly what she engaged in. What I love is that Brian Kemp is winning. He's winning big, comfortably, eight-point lead. And I love it that Stacey Abrams cannot gain any traction whatsoever. They say, and I don't know if it's true, because they lie for who they want to make look good. They say that she's fantastic at registering new voters. Well, that's not happening. So you should revise the script, I guess, to she used to be good at that. If she was good at it at all. The issues I raised, quote, in 2018 were not grounded in making me the governor. Not a, not a single lawsuit filed would have reversed or changed the outcome of the election. She is saying the exact opposite. She sued because she said she was the winner and that there were enough votes to change the election. She's lying about lying about lying. Hence, my doctrine of liars who lie about lying. One of the things that's going to be helpful, the Georgia Election Integrity Act, you know it's great because she hates it. It requires a photo ID. How Democrats have ever gotten away with making having an ID racist is amazing to me. So when you go get Sudafed, at the um, pharmacy, you're a racist. When you ask for ID, when you go to get on a plane uh, and they ask you for photo ID, uh, tell them they're racist because they're asking you for photo ID. When you go to check in at a hotel, they're racist when they ask you for photo ID. When you check in at the Democratic National Convention and they ask you for photo ID, they're racist. And you could go on and on and on. Various purchases that you make where you're required to present a photo ID. And yet they got away 
was saying that having a photo identification requirement for voting, the importance, think about it, of one person, one vote, and that you are legitimately a citizen and and rightfully afforded the opportunity to vote, to have to show a photo, how they ever got away with making that racist is is amazing to me. I love these laws. Pennsylvania did some of them. All the battleground states needed to tighten these things up because it went it went crazy. And if if you didn't have all these crazy changes, Joe Biden would never be president. Never would have happened. So many votes got counted because of these loose voter laws that went into effect. Back in March of 2021, Georgia passed the Georgia Election Integrity Act. The law requires a photo ID. That's in order to vote by absentee mail, uh, by vote absentee by mail. Uh, they reduced the time that people have to request an absentee ballot. I like that because you do need finality. And they limited where ballot drop boxes can be placed and when they can be accessed. And I think that's good. Because you had people stuffing these boxes. And of course, Democrats immediately say the law disproportionately disenfranchises voters of color, which is really racist on their part. Because what are they saying? If you're a person of color, you don't have a vote. You don't have a a, a photo ID. What, What do they mean by that? Besides just saying it. There's nothing that backs that up. But Kemp has held a steady lead over Abrams in every single poll that's been taken. And that's good. And what you need, um, Kemp and you need Herschel Walker, you need them to get one vote over 50 percent. You don't want to have another one of these crazy runoff elections when nothing else is going on. And then the whole Democrat media can converge on one state. This is what they this is what they they plan for. They got to get rid of that thing. If you win, you win. I mean, Bill Clinton became president with 43 percent of the vote. We didn't have another election. It's stupid. And by the way, both Republicans won on Election Day in Georgia. This is rarely talked about that uh, talked about. They both won, Kelly Loeffler and uh, then Senator Perdue. They both won, but they fell just short of the majority, 50% plus one vote that you need. And then the, the elections got nationalized and both Democrats won. Just needed one of them to keep the majority. Here's another thing I'm going to promise you. Key battleground states have a lot of weird laws. And if the elections are close, we're going to be hearing we won't know on election night. I think I'm going to just I'll do it right now. And and then I've got to run to break. Uh, It's a pocket Kreskin moment. We're not going to know who has control of the Senate. Now, of course, if it's a total wave Republican election and it's just so broad then we will. 
But I, I suspect that by midnight on election night, we will know. I think we're going to know when the polls close, but I'll give myself a couple of hours before midnight. We'll know that the House has turned and we will hear that the Senate is too close to call and that we might not know by tonight. Because you're going to have all these rules where they have so long for these ballots to still come in and so on. They're just going to say it's got to wait. Forever we used to know that night who would win. This is exactly how Democrats want it. They want it that the elections don't have finality, that they're not over, they're never over until they win. And that you have to wait and then they play their games. That's what they do. It's disgusting. And we better do something about it or we're going to lose our country. Back in a few minutes. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you, Sean Hannity. 53 minutes past the hour. Wide open forum coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, uh, 9 o'clock hour, all season solar. How about this one? See if you're... um, with me on this or if you look at this differently how in the world are illegals suing governor DeSantis right now how how is that could you imagine going to some other country and you're there illegally you would typically depending on the country and it would be many countries you'd be locked up who knows depending on exactly where you were uh how bad it would be You might be making little rocks out of very, very big rocks. And who knows what else. But here we have illegals that they call migrants that are suing Governor DeSantis. Now, let me get this straight now. You were given vouchers. You were given information. You signed waivers. You knew exactly where you were going. You were given a map of Martha's Vineyard, one of the most elite locales in the world. And somehow this constitutes damages, that this is a lawsuit. And if that's not a case study in how screwed up this country is right now. And then of course, you have these liberal attorneys that can't wait to, to, to do the case. Do you think these illegals thought about suing anybody? They looked, I don't know they, about you. They look pretty happy to me. But what we're really not focusing in on is why is it such a big deal that 50 illegals showed up in Martha's Vineyard? And that got everybody crazy. That got them all lathered up. They don't care about the thousands every day, the two and a half million this year, the probably five million by the the two years of Biden. How about the 50 some that that cooked to death in the truck? And the many, many hundreds more who have drowned, been raped, 
met their demise many, many horrific ways on the way here. You think maybe having this open border around the world pronouncement? You know, we've heard from some of the illegals that said, yeah, we 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 know the border's open. We're here. We know that's why we came, because we heard the border is open. It's not closed. But for some reason, that's not news. And they, they try to muck it up and act like Biden inherited this problem and as though he's doing good things in order to fix it. It's, it's kind of maddening, isn't it, when you think about it? That the stay in Mexico policy was working very, very well because it made a lot of sense. If if you weren't going to get in here, then that would be it. But why let people that shouldn't be here get in and then have to deal with whatever you have to deal with if they're not permitted to stay? To me, it's just seemed very logical to not let you in in the first place. But I don't I don't think illegals should be able to sue in this country. I don't think they should have any standing in any American courtroom that they they're not they don't have American rights. They're 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 criminals. By the way, thank you for filing your lawsuit, because now we've got you and now we're going to charge you. You flip the whole damn thing. Your suit is dismissed. But thank you. We've got you now. And then deport their asses out of here. Only in America and only with these socialist Democrats could you ever have an environment where people were given all kinds of things of value and transported by plane to Martha's Vineyard. But keep in mind, all these folks that Biden has done ghost flights for and ghost buses, never telling governors and other elected officials that these folks are coming in. That's all fine. Nobody cares about that. No lawsuits about that. That anybody was tricked. Oh, I got to sue. I got to sue DeSantis. He tricked me. He tricked me. He sent me to Martha's Vineyard. How about another story would be, look how fast these snobby, elitist, let's say 100% white jackasses, Look how fast they moved to get the illegals out of Martha's Vineyard. Wouldn't it have been kind of spectacular if they would have had, think about it, we're talking hours. They didn't make it in Martha's Vineyard for a day. Just think if these same Democrats all would have had the same motivation to get Ted Stevens and all of our heroes Help in Benghazi. The urgency, the sense of urgency to get the illegals out of Martha's Vineyard eclipsed by a moonshot. The lack of sense of urgency to get the folks in Benghazi the help that we could have gotten them. Just a just a comparison between priorities and what what it takes to make. The, the elitist socialist Democrat snobs move quicker than they've ever done in their life. I think they would have beaten Carl Lewis in the 100 meter dash. With the speed that they um, they move to get the illegals 
And then, then you had government officials saying, yeah, well, 50, oh, my God, we were, we were paralyzed. We can't, we can't, 50 people? 50 people paralyzed you. You want us to believe that. This is how dishonest they are. And I always wonder, are, are, there, are there enough stupid people that actually believe this crap? Are there? Wide open forum, 609-407-1450. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. And as promised, right to your calls we go. 609-407-1450. Wide open forum for this entire hour. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Morning. Um, I'm calling about uh, calling about two things real quick. Um, last week we spoke about the, the games that Facebook is playing. Yes. Um, okay. I have a lot of followers because of the bike club that I run. Um, I had reposted a Fox thing about uh, that wonderful lieutenant governor in um, Pennsylvania, the statement that he had made that if he got elected, he would ask the teachers' union uh, to tell him how to run. I had my own comments, and I I have to confess I am a member of the teachers' union, and I just wrote how idiotic that was. Hmm. So that's the first thing that I just – and not one – like nothing it, they 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 hit it yeah so they're still they're still playing their game oh there's no doubt i i posted something it was very um uh this was at about 5 30 this morning it was very five o'clock actually uh it was just a public service uh it was a article about flu shots and COVID-19 shots available in Atlanta County. And we have the whole schedule and some comments from the county executive. And it's just a whole factual article. It's not anything about whether you believe in anything or anything. Uh, Facebook, within minutes, had some placard thing smacked over my story. And I'm thinking, they, they let people commit murders in real time on facebook uh they don't stop that but within like 60 seconds they've got my article uh adapted the way they want it presented they are so sick it's beyond words yeah i know i know now the other thing is i don't know if people are aware how and if they paid attention to how curriculums have changed within new jersey um, you know, I was outraged with the way things turned with Chris being of Italian descent. Um, you know, how Christopher Columbus was the villain and they really aren't touching base on him. Yeah. But now, because it's mandated that civics is part of the curriculum, which it should have been all along. But anyway, um, that they have to pull things from the curriculum, that the Holocaust is no longer being taught. 
Well, that's terrible. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. Isn't it kind of interesting? The whole theme of that is never forget. And now they're not going to teach it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then you're placated with, well, they're going to cover it in English when they read the book Night. Granted, the book Night is very good, but it's not learning all of the history and and everything of the Holocaust. No. So I don't know how many New Jerseyans are aware of that, but they might want to really look in. I mean, parents look into the curriculums. But yet at five, six, seven, eight and beyond, they, they want to teach little children graphically sexual stuff. Don't even get me started. I can't tell you how many educators are pulling their own children out and putting them in, in private schools. I mean, you have to consider that because this is sick. It's sick and getting sicker. Uh, I went right to the page of the um, the teachings in these areas. The, this graphic stuff uh, would land you a Megan's List offender in jail uh, and on the Megan's List for the rest of your life if you did this in any other setting. How is it possibly allowed to be taught in school? How is that allowed to masquerade as education? Yeah, I know. I know. But that was that's all I needed to lament about today. Now I'm going to go into Wawa, get my coffee and face another day of school. Have a good day. <laughs> good to talk to you. You too. Be well. All right, bye bye. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty and open phone line. We're going to get right back to your calls. We'll take our first break. When we come back, you will join the program, the Hurley in the Morning program. Here's Sean Hannity. The truth and nothing but. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. What DeSantis did that was brilliant is he took really good care of people. He gave them food and water and shelter and new clothing. And then if you wanted to go to Martha's Vineyard, you had to sign a consent form that you understood. We found in five minutes, 120 rooms that were available that particular day inside of Martha's Vineyard. And we didn't look very hard. And if you look at Martha's Vineyard Zone newspaper, they have job openings for well over 50 people if they wanted to work in Martha's Vineyard. They can't get enough workers, apparently. You know, th- what they don't like is they've been exposed here. Martha's Vineyard wants nothing to do at all whatsoever with illegal immigration. That's why they were kicked out within 24 hours. Keeping you on the straight path. Later today, it's the Sean Hannity Show. You know, there's something about fall that makes me want my house to feel more like a home, right? Now, that's why my fall project is new custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Now, a fall home refresh doesn't need to be a hassle. Ordering online should not mean sacrificing style or service. And our friends at Blinds.com, they have a premium selection of blinds and shades and shutters and drapes. Shipping is always free. Go to Blinds.com right now. Save up to 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Save up to 40% off site-wide. Rules and restrictions may apply. One of the Navy's most decorated crews was attacked and abandoned. JusticeForLiberty.org Two hours of pure hell. 34 men killed, 174 men wounded, and Congress just looked the other way. It's important that the world knows that this was not an accident, that this was a deliberate attack. 
We just need you, the American public, to help us get the truth out. Justiceforliberty.org. Paid for by If Americans Knew. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. Do it. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 17 minutes past the hour. Thank you so very much for waking up early in the morning. I checked my email during the break, and I had not one, not two, but three, and a couple of social media messages. Do I think Judge will hit number 61 tonight? Well, I did say he would hit number 60 last night. I just felt good about it. Uh, and I also do feel good that he's going to go yard tonight. So, I'll, yeah, I'll, he will tie Maris tonight against Pittsburgh. And then he will beat Maris over the course of the next four days thereafter, all home games. This God is great because uh, this could be done on the road easily. And, that, that you know, that'd be fine. He still would have done it. But this is so much better that he has an incredible chance. He has five games to hit two home runs. I feel I feel very good about that. So I wrote everybody back. Yeah, I think he will hit one tonight. And I said, more importantly, I think he will hit at least two over the next five days, all home games. 609-407-1450, one open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, it's a great day in Brigantine. Good morning, Harry. Yes. Also, it's a great day in Atlantic City. Did you know that? Yeah. Can you say great day? <laughs> Can you say great day? I mean, you can't even understand what the hell's being said, but it's, a, it's people getting shot every day now, but it's a great day. Fields are all graffiti, lace, trash. It's a great day, but I'm glad it's a great day in Brigantine. Yeah, it's like it's like listening to that uh, guy on Fat Albert speaking, the guy with the weird hat and the, you know, the really gigantic lips. Was, was it, the guy with the hat over his face and his eyes were like cut out of the hat, was he like mumbles or something like that? Well, that's the way he spoke. I don't. I think Mumble wasn't Mumbles a Dick Tracy character. Oh yes, Dick Tracy calling Go Go Gomez, and then you had Mumbles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, I real quick on on Stacey Abrams, and then my main topic. So, you know, Harry, we we have some of the most unimpressive people here who really believe they can have positions of power. It reminds me of high school. You know, you had the fat kids. You had the kids that never got picked for, for any sport. The kids who never had a date, the nerds, the dweebs. And they hated the kids who, who did well and who were friendly with the teachers, you know, that were going to go on to be successful. And, and now these people are in the public spotlight. They're getting some attention. And they're exorcising, as you say, with an O, not with an E, exorcising all of their childhood demons. But, you know, Stacey Abrams, Abrams is qualified for two things. If they ever decide to bring back Aunt Jemima's picture on the bottle and modernize it, they could use her. Or she could get a lucrative contract from Nutrisystem and, you know, maybe lose 200 pounds. Those are the only two things. And isn't it interesting, both she and Bernie Sanders wrote soft porn. That, that's that's part of what they did, you know? Uh, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine two more disgusting people writing soft porn? But anyway, so that's those two. So about the illegals. If you come into this country and trample our Constitution, why should you have any constitutional rights other than feeding them, 
and giving them a place to stay until they move them out. And by the way, that's only because we're good people. None of that's required. None of it is required. Uh, but we do. We I, I think you could make the case we're treating these illegals a whole lot better than we treat some Americans, including our veterans. Well, uh, absolutely. So now what is what is the one thing that Martha's Vineyard has plenty of? maybe more than any any other enclave in the United States. That's money. Yeah. Okay? Some of the richest people in the country living on Martha's Vineyard, including Barack Obama with a 30-acre estate, yet there's no room at the inn. And, 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 and no one reaching into their pockets to help these people. And, you know, look how quickly they can, they can uh, uh, mobilize the military to remove 50 people of color... But they can't do it at the southern border because that would be racist. Okay? Isn't that interesting? And here's another statistic. They were talking about this last night over the past couple of years. For every three children born in this country to American citizens, you have four illegals coming in. Now, they, they balk at this notion of replacement theory, but, you know, Harry, when you talk about fundamentally transforming the United States of America, what easier way to do that than by replacing the, the population by changing? Yeah, I never, I never considered it replacing the population. See if, you, um, if you're willing to uh, take a peek at what I, what I think about that. I don't think it's about replacing the population. It's about adding to the population. Yes, but what you're adding and the reason they're doing it, what you're adding is people they believe are going to vote Democrat. No, there's no question. Absolutely. We, we have maintained that from second one. There's no other reason for this. It is it is incredibly uh, dangerous. We, we There was a list yesterday of how many terrorists are getting in. This Joe Biden should be considered a war criminal. I mean, what he is allowing to go on, uh, and it's it's got to be for this reason. I, I call it the, the path to creating the permanent Democrat majority in America. That's exactly what this is. It is. I'm, I'm going to read something to you. But I, in addition to, to Joe Biden being a war criminal, I think he should be on the FBI's most wanted list as, as the most wanted drug lord and human trafficker. He should be thrown in jail for that. But think about the people who are coming in, and, and we know people of certain backgrounds tend to be very prolific when it comes to procreation, okay? And you think about all of these people coming in, how soon before they start getting busy having children who then become, um, have birthright citizenship, which means that the parent is now a citizen, gets to stay in the country forever. And I want to read what Harry Reid said about birthright citizenship. And those who know their history know that birthright citizenship was about giving citizenship to, to, to children born to slaves. Okay? And they extrapolated from that now over the years that anybody who is pregnant and comes to this country illegally is automatically a citizen the minute that child is born. That child has birthright citizenship and they can't remove the parent because we don't separate families. But listen to what Harry Reid said in 1993, Harry. If making it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough, how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? No sane country would do that, right? 
Guess again. If you break our laws by entering this country without permission and give birth to a child, we reward that child with U.S. citizenship and guarantee it full access to all public and social uh, services that the society provides. And that's a lot of services. He said, is it any wonder that two-thirds of the babies born at taxpayer expense at country-run hospitals in Los Angeles, county-run hospitals in Los Angeles, are born to illegal alien mothers? Is it any surprise? So <laughs> so if we closed our eyes and read those words and didn't say who said them, and people would answer Ted Cruz, you know, whatever, Newt Gingrich, Sean Hannity, Andy Cortman. I mean, you, you wouldn't believe because this is how far the, the mainstream Democrats have evolved into this new socialist Democrat dystopian uh, reality that we have now, uh, because that is the way that wasn't just Harry Reid then. That was every Democrat then. And look how that that has changed. Do you remember when Hillary Clinton, quote, I am adamantly against illegal immigrants? Yeah. Not immigration, immigrants. I am adamantly against illegal immigrants. Right. And they get away with as though they never, ever held those positions, those views or said those words. So here we are. uh, So Martha's Vineyard. Look at Harry. How long? Have so Kamala Harris didn't go to the border. Joe Biden's never been to the border. They eschew. They refuse to say this term uh, crisis at the border. Oh, well, they actually say it's uh, under control. That it's closed. The border is closed. They're fixing the problems of the Trump administration, or they say the previous administration. But they usually throw Trump in there whenever they can. I mean, it's these people are just so bad. They're so dishonest. It's 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 terrible. Uh, They reversed everything that was working to put in effect everything that's not working, and we're going to have at least five million illegals. And I agree with you. When you throw procreation in there, 5 million will become 20 million probably within five years or less. Absolutely. Or less. Now, one, one, one last thing, Harry, this term asylum seekers, yeah. when anyone refers to them, uh, by the way, they are using they are using the words crisis now. <clears throat> and 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 uh, Ron DeSantis in, in, in a mere 44 hours was able to get the Democrat Party, the entire Democrat Party to start using the term crisis. But asylum seekers, OK, asylum seekers. First of all, for for one to be seeking asylum, one has to be fleeing either violence or death based on his religious or political beliefs. Right. Well, as you know, they give them a script of exactly what you need to say, and then you can't be turned back. If you say that you feel that you were going to be hurt, killed, uh, persecuted in some way, they have a script that they can say. We have one minute before the break. Let me throw you a big fat meatball of a question you're just gonna you're gonna love this uh and you're not gonna believe it that i'm asking you to do this because this is this is like this is like a paycheck that i'm throwing out through the airwaves to you why do you suppose 
they got the illegals out of Martha's Vineyard within hours. They arrived to a sanctuary area. Why did they get them out in record time? Why did they get them out in record time? Well, I, I guess, I guess, I, I, I don't know, Harry. All right, I see, see how you like this. They talk a good game. They talk about how, it's really like all the other examples that have been proven uh, when Abbott started doing it, uh, and they go crazy. Chicago's Lightfoot and, and the whole gang, uh, Adams in New York, they all go crazy when they get 50 or 100. But you can have thousands come in over your border every single day, millions over the course of the last two years. They prove that they are completely frauds. They don't want them. They talk about wanting them, but they have now been exposed that they don't really want them, or they would have been welcomed with open arms and there would have been all kinds of provisions made and it would have been special and they would have been treated like celebrities. It would have been amazing. But instead, they got them out of there within hours because they're not for any of this. They're for sticking this problem everywhere except where they are. I thought you were merely referring to the speed at which no. they got them out. Well, no, I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. The speed speaks to the to the to the whole narrative that I just shared. That's why they had to go, and they had to get them out of there fast. They're they're not who they say they are. That's why they got rid of them. But the reason I think now that they got rid of them so quickly, I think they did that before they thought that most people in the country would even know they were there no 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 because if they took the 50 DeSantis was going to send a hundred and when they took the hundred he was going to send 200 more they don't want any of them so they got them the hell out as fast as they could yeah that's true all right my man it's 31 minutes past the hour until we meet again when we come back we got you you'll be next and you'll be the second caller we have a few open phone lines at 609-407-1450 on the Hurley in the Morning program. Back in just a little bit. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 31 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlanta County government uh, doing a great job. You've got six days advance notice from my article today on flu shots that are available, COVID-19 shots that are available all throughout Atlantic County. The schedule is up. Check the app. Graffiti, trash, neglect at Atlantic City Recreation Fields. It's terrible. And we wrote a piece about the overall look at the many food outlets that are closing. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. A nice, crisp, comfortably cool Wednesday morning for you. 50s inland, 60s coast will top out around 82 today with a nice mix of sun and clouds. Enjoy. Increasing clouds tonight with a chance of a shower, low 68. We will get wet tomorrow, scattered showers and thunderstorms with some late day clearing around dinner time. High 78, sunny and cool on Friday, high of 66. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions about Medicare? For early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM.
Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Great one. 38 minutes past the hour. 609-407-1450. This is the Hurley in the Morning program, and you're on the air. Yes, good morning. Um, Actually, anchor babies are an abuse of the 14th Amendment, which was put into effect to uh, aid and abed. By the way, you do know that used to be able to be said, but they made that racist, too. You do know that, right? You oh, of course. Yeah, everything's, yeah. A racist. everything's racist nowadays. Everything they say, but then they can say anything they want. Yeah. How Solinsky and how can, can you get? I know. I want to quote President Dwight D. Eisenhower on a 1963 interview regarding the use of the atomic bomb against Hiroshima. President Dwight D. Eisenhower bluntly declared it wasn't necessary to hit them with that awful thing. Eisenhower is even more specific in his memoirs, writing that when he was informed by Secretary of War Henry L. Stimson the bomb was about to be used against Japan, quote, I had been conscious of a feeling of depression, and so I voiced to him my grave misgivings, first on the basis of my belief that Japan was already defeated, and that dropping the bomb unnecessary and secondly because i thought that our country should avoid shocking the world opinion by the use of a weapon whose employment was i thought no longer mandatory as a measure to save american lives also curtis lemay was against dropping the bomb um actually um, actually the man who split the atom uh, that would be uh, einstein regretted that he even got involved with all that the manhattan project you know yes the manhattan project was they wanted to see the detonation of the bomb out in the desert but it had never been used on people now, according to, I am a member of the spiritual, I, I am a member of the conspiratorium, but the spiritual side of the conspiratorium. And it was uh, Doc Marquis, who had defected from the Illuminati and became a born-again believing Christian, who said they wanted to see the effect of what it would be like on people. Now, Nagasaki and Hiroshima were the most Christian-populated cities in Japan. I am not against saving American lives. I love constitutional America. I, outside of constitutional America, we are Babylon. I'm sorry, we are. We're, we're wicked as hell. Hmm. But constitution... That's the second. Well, the second closest thing to the Holy Bible is our Constitution, and that's what uh, uh, John Coleman had said. Now, John Robeson was a professor of natural sciences, advanced mathematics and physics at Edinburgh University, Edinburgh, Scotland, and he wrote his treatise, "Proofs of a Conspiracy, Not Theories," against all the religions and governments of Europe, carried on in the secret meetings of the Freemasons, Illuminati, and reading societies. Now, of course, Elector Theodore had outlawed the Illuminati in Bavaria where they'd started. But John Robeson said they had, all they did was hid in the Grand Orient Lodges. They just rode the storm out. That's all they did. And they went full steam ahead into the 19th century. Now, it was actually Walter Rathenau who influenced Truman to make um, General Douglas MacArthur step down. Now, D- D- Douglas MacArthur had the wherewithal to rout Mao Zedong. See, we're coming right out of World War II here. Within that period of uh, 1945 to 1949, Mao Zedong had he, he, he grouped together his guerrilla armies into one force, and they actually overthrew Chiang Kai-shek's uh, Free China. And uh, Douglas MacArthur had very easily had routed them. Now, what's going on here is be, what's going on behind the scenes against Mama America is disgraceful. And yes, hats off to. Uh, Governor DeSantis, man, that might be our shot heard around the world. Thank you. Thank you, Flash. One day I asked Flash, I think it was uh, very recently, too, by the way, I said, Flash, is there anything that's not a conspiracy? Anything. He got quiet. He got quiet for for a moment. It was pretty it was pretty hilarious. Um, I, I how do I say this? I love listening to the Flash. I named him the Flash. I think it has stuck too. 
I don't know. I, I mean, this kind of sound like what I used to get dealt with uh, for 10 years or more. I don't, I don't always agree with you. Harry, Harry, I listen to you every day, but I don't always agree with you. Thank God that stopped. That got that that just got old. But Flash, I don't always agree with you, but I do enjoy listening to you. People actually mention Flash to me. Hey Harry, they go the Flash. Oh my God, you hear everything from he's out there to uh, wow he's he he has a lot of knowledge. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty an open phone line. Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Very well. Thank you for asking. Okay, look, I want to get into the NFL with you, and into the NFL with you. Yeah. But uh, I want to comment on your your opening today about Aaron Judge first. Okay. Spot on. Spot on. But look. By the way, some jackass wrote me steroids. This individual is just polluted. A very sick man. I, I I really do pray for him because he has a wife and children, and my God, they must live a tortured life with this lunatic. Uh, I don't suspect. And look here, everybody knows me. If Aaron Judge wound up that this was all juiced, then I would say his doesn't count. I'm consistent with this stuff. I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, and I don't think the Royd player should be. Although I have a soft spot for Clemens and for Bonds because they each had Hall of Fame careers prior to any allegations. So I don't know why you would keep them out. But uh, I don't – let me ask you this question. I'll give my answer, then I'll ask you the question. I don't suspect Aaron Judge is juiced up. I know he's enormous, but he's just a big guy. I mean, I don't don't see anything about him – that that would make me believe that he is taking steroids. What do you think about that? Aaron Judge is like six foot six. No, no, he's no, he's six eight. Six eight, two hundred fifty pounds. Come on, man! When he connects with that ball, it's going. Yeah, trust me when I tell you, it's going. Yeah, and it does. All right? So that's so. He don't need roids. He's just a monster of a man. All right. So anyway, let me correct myself. He's six seven. We were in the middle. You were at six six. Okay. I was at six eight. He's six seven. He had, it did not split hairs. He's a big guy. Right. Okay. Not to split hairs. Yeah, but it's a stalker that no matter what I say, if I said Aaron Judge, you know, this isn't a big deal. This person would be saying, you know, he is a big deal. I mean, I got, I have a contrarian that no matter what I do, if I breathe, then that's a mistake. If I don't breathe, it's a mistake. Uh, the guy's a lunatic, but, um, all right. So anything else on Aaron judge? Is he going to do it? Is he going to, is he going to hit a home run tonight and tie Roger, uh, tie Roger Maris, or do you think it will take him tonight and probably most of the Boston series, these four games, it's all a homestand, which is very, very fortunate. I, I think he gets it done I feel so confident to say, even if, even if he doesn't hit one tonight, that he'll hit two before Boston leaves New York. Well, Harry, being as they're playing Pittsburgh, who really has nothing to play for, they're going to pitch to him. I know that. And him being at home, so I would say there's a better chance than not that he does hit it tonight. 
hits okay. hits one That's tonight. Right. He's capable of hitting. He's done it, I think, eleven or twelve times. He can hit two home runs in one game uh, often, but I think he gets one tonight, and then he gets one very very soon thereafter. All right, but look. I wanted to get into the NFL with you for just a second. Yeah. If I have a couple minutes or, or a minute, not even. Uh, look at the look at this NFL. All right, first of all, two things got overshadowed last night because of Aaron Judge. This is big. Aaron Judge is big. This is a big story. Yeah. Car- Juan Carlos Stanton hits a walk-off grand salami. Okay, and that's like swept under the rug almost. That's incredible. But what was cool about it, though, Aaron Judge made it the biggest thing that happened last night because he's a great teammate and he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. And then, look, my boy Scherzer from my Mets won six innings. Perfect. No hit baseball, perfect game. Yep. And they pulled him, and they pulled him. That got swept under the rug because Aaron Judge's story is so big. But listen, let me talk to you about the NFL. Right, and by the way, you, you you have to say it's big because Babe Ruth did it 95 years ago and Roger Maris did it 61 years ago. It's a huge story. Huge, huge. So no right, wonder why NFL, real quick, stories. and I got to go quick, Matt. We got to do this in like a minute. I got to go. Two minutes late. San Fran with, San Fran with Garofalo, uh, uh, Miami with Tua. Who knows what's going to happen in the NFL this year, Harry? Who oh no, I, I totally agree. Uh, the the NFC is is extremely uh, the parity is unbelievable, and and I would say that 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 carries into the AFC as well. Kansas City uh, is elite, uh, but you know they 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 had a tough game, uh, won a close one uh, out of two so far. Yeah, I I, I think you're right about that. The parity. Maybe like never before in the modern era. We'll be back. Don't go away. Your phone calls continue right after this. I got you. You're next. You'll be right after that. We'll get everybody as quickly as we can. Hang in there. It is the Hurley in the Morning program. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 53 minutes past the hour to your calls we go. 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Um, We were listening yesterday to a bunch of pundits and pollsters talking about the fact that Democrats have been energized because of the Roe v. Wade. um, And, um, uh, you know, I'm a practical guy. I'm thinking, how how can that possibly be? We have a a country that is, our economy is basically in the toilet. Mm -hmm. You have um, a group of people um, that are running the government um that is continuing to drive it into the toilet let me get let me let me short circuit this 
let's wait till November 8th. And I guarantee you that all these things you're hearing about energy and all this are a complete bunch of bull. The media doesn't want to come out and say they want ratings. They want eyeballs. They want earballs. They don't want to come out and say it's over. Uh, so we have nothing to say. They got to make it a horse race. That's why uh, always the polls notice the polls always tighten in the end. Why do they always tighten in the end? Because they want to create a horse race. This is the same crap that I broadcasted uh, about in 1994, uh, and it, it was an absolute annihilation. Uh, this election is over. The only thing in doubt is will Democrats barely hold the Senate? Will Republicans get the Senate? As of right now, Republicans would win the Senate as well. They want it. They want it to appear close is the reason you hear this energy crap. But I, I will not ignore I wish that abortion ruling did not come out when it did, because it did give the Democrat media and the Democrats that had no record to run on something to talk about. Yeah, but consider what they are actually supporting. Consider what Democrats are actually supporting. I know, but it doesn't matter. They get to say it. That who are these people? Women's right to choose. They don't. Want, they don't want to talk about that. That the, even Lindsey Graham, what he's saying, fifteen weeks. There, there's so many nations around the world that that won't let an abortion happen after twelve weeks, thirteen weeks, fourteen weeks. There's nothing unreasonable about any of it, but they use it as a wedge issue. They've got nothing. They have no issues to run on. They can't run on the economy that they broke. They can't run on energy that they broke. They can't run on any of it. So they have to run on these other things. That's the story. To be continued, I promise we were going to get one more call in or I would have gone longer with you. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Mayor, your coverage is uh, not comparable with this Maris and um, Ruth and, of course, Aaron Judge. And I want, did you cover the connection between the pitcher? And the uh, and the event? No. Well, the picture hard to believe because you're covering the night sixty one and sixty one and uh, ninety five years and then excellent. But the picture was named Crow, and Crow they featured him before the game with his wife and baby going out into Monument Park and saluting his uncle, great uncle, Red Ruffing played with Babe Ruth and won a World Series with them, along with winning one with DiMaggio and Garrick. So Red Ruffing was one of the top five pitchers in Yankee history. And he's in Monument Park, and they showed the kid who would eventually give up the 60th homer with him. Well, that's fantastic. If I had known that, I would have said it. I had come in and out of sleep. I'm, I'm fortunate I woke up in time to watch Judge hit the home run. I didn't even know who the pitcher was. I, I woke up just in time for Judge to be in the batter's box, which reminded me that on June 25th, 2018, I took some really neat photos of Aaron Judge that I'm going to publish uh, during the top of the hour break on my Facebook page. We, Margie and I had really good seats, so they're, they're pretty cool shots. Um, he has slightly changed his stance since the, um, the photos that I have. It's going to be, I think, obvious to big time fans, uh, he made some corrections to his previous stance uh, of four years ago. Uh, but that's a great, another great tie in, Dan. Yeah, and uh, just 
just to let Matt know that the judge is actually 275 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you uh, do you sense anything about him that's not natural? Oh my God, he's uh, he's uh, he's Frank Howard. Remember yeah, Frank Howard. Of course, Hondo. Of course, yeah. I do. He happened to he happened to be a big, strong man. Yeah, I don't see anything in Aaron Judge that looks like it's performance enhancing uh, drugs or anything like that. Uh, there's just some people that don't want to accept something and uh, just want to be contrarian to every every decency uh, that there is out there. Dan, the uh, music says we have to go. Uh, that is a great uh, piece of additional information about how all these things in the universe get connected the way that they do. Uh, don't go away on the phone lines. I either it's 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 a game time decision. I either have a big fish coming on next or I'm coming right back to your calls. Hang in there. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Oh, yeah, we're back. It's six minutes past the hour. We can jump into Wide Open Forum. Now, the distinguished guest that we were going to present, it is possible that maybe in the second half of the hour uh, he will be able to join us. But it's not looking likely. It could happen. It probably won't. I, th I thought so. Oh, I just got the saddest thing from Don P. Hurley. I thought that's who it was. I just wanted to ask him. He sent me something. A narrative and and a photo and and of course you know years go by and this individual looked familiar but looked very different so I wasn't exactly sure uh, it is who I thought it was I'll comment on that in a moment but anyhow what that means is that you can jump back in and I know we dropped uh, five calls during the break um, if you want to call back in six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty we'll get you back on listen to this very very sad. Uh, our music aficionado, Don Hurley, shared the following with me. Why won't this uh, blow up? Hold on. There, well, huh, this is weird. All right, let me do it. Oh, there we go. This is Janice Ian, who is a fabulous, fabulous singer. It is with unfathomable sadness that I announced the cancellation of all upcoming tour dates. Unfortunately, the laryngitis that forced the postponement of some spring dates has turned out to be more complicated than a simple treatable laryngitis. There is vocal fold scarring, which I do know what that is, since it's not due to polyps or singing incorrectly. The doctors can only speculate as to why, but treatments are very limited and it would be many months before we'd know the outcome of any treatment. It is most unlikely that I'll ever sound like myself again. I consider myself lucky that this is not life-threatening, though the loss in my own small world is staggering. Please contact the venues for refunds 
and thank you all for your support and love. That is Janice Ian. Didn't she do a, a breakthrough type album? And if not breakthrough, truly iconic. When I say breakthrough, it may not have been her first, uh, but she did an album, I believe, called Tapestry, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look that up. And I'm telling you, what a sound. She is a great, I don't want to say was, she is a great vocalist. But it looks like, if you read between the lines, it looks as though she's actually saying that she'll probably never sing again. I think that was the name of the album. If I'm not mistaken. What a sound. There's one particular song that even if you don't know that it's Janice Ian, you would know it as soon as you heard it. 609-407-1450. Feel free to check in. Uh, Reminder, from noon to three today, we're coming right back at it. So I'll have time to... Basically, I'm going to eat an early lunch and then I'm going to connect with the Todd Starnes team and away we go. This I didn't get to share with you in the uh, six o'clock hour that we we try to get as much in there as we can and we never we can never get it all in. Former FBI head James Comey has a deal for two books. Now, you you understand this is what's awaiting Liz Cheney. This system, they take care of their own. It's really amazing, but they do. This guy, what? We want to read what he has to say? Really? Is that, is that what this is? We want to read James Comey novels, crime novels? I don't think so. Let me uh, show you what I think of this piece. That's what I think of Comey's novel. Bye-bye, James. You're going into the garbage can. Goodbye. Don't even care to share any more about that. Just just wanted to point out that he's got a book deal. Not one book deal. He's got two book deals. And he had the one before that as well. Oh, that's right. I, I morphed. Tapestry was Carol King. See, I didn't look it up, Don. You're right. That's why you're the that's why you're the music guru, the backstage guru. This was a report that I found very interesting. And again, because we have these extra bonus minutes, I can share what would have made the cutting room floor that didn't make it into the six o'clock hour should have. Mitch McConnell is privately optimistic about the GOP taking the Senate. Well, that's interesting. And let me let me do what I do. Maybe best. Let me break that down. Said the John Madden. I'm sort of the John Madden telestrator of political talk political analysis it wasn't that long ago that mitch mcconnell was speaking if i'm not mistaken he was speaking at the um chamber of commerce if i'm not mistaken and that would have been northern kentucky i even remember that and he goes and tells those people oh you know the you know basically saying we don't have quality candidates and that we're going to lose. So I'm thinking, wait a minute now. He publicly says we're going to lose. 
and or could lose and privately is optimistic about winning. This I do know. I feel very confident in saying this. I believe Republicans will win the Senate. 51, 49, 52, 48, something like that. And when they do, Mitch McConnell will not be the majority leader. I don't want him to be. I don't think he deserves to be. I think he's going out a bum. I do want to give him his due, though, because he's skillfully navigated the very, very treacherous uh, Democrat, you know, uh, effort to try to stop judicial nominees from being able to move forward. And he did a really good job getting nominees confirmed and and onto the bench. I give him that. Uh, It's important to be honest. And I give him that. But he's really been terrible uh, since then. And I don't want him to be the majority leader. He shouldn't be the majority leader. And I, I take offense at him publicly trashing the Republican senatorial candidates and privately saying how optimistic he is that the GOP will take the majority. That That's almost like Liz Cheney type territory right there. Lie in public and, and tell the truth in private. Not impressed. Not impressed at all. And I have to take a break. But I do want to talk further. Uh, I'm also not impressed with illegals having the opportunity to sue Governor DeSantis over a completely made up situation. There can't be anything there that would constitute a legitimate legal proceeding. Plus, I'm not a fan. I don't think that the illegal should have any standing to be able to sue in our American courts, in a country they're illegally occupying. They shouldn't be here. We're going to what? Take their case? But we do try. We, I mean, we tried the British, but then again, we were under British rule at the time. Uh, it's not quite the same. John Adams represented some of those British soldiers, by the way. Oh, my gosh, if you did that today, who knows what would happen Back then, you took the position, hey, look, everybody deserves to be represented, even if it's the British. It's uh, approaching 16 minutes past the hour. If you want to jump in, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks. Welcome back. 20 minutes past the hour. And the Janice song that I was thinking about that is so iconic is At 17. Everybody knows it. So the illegals are suing Governor DeSantis over Martha's Vineyard flights. And what would their damages be? What would What would be the inhumane... Uh, damages. Uh, they fled where they were because it was horrific, right? They say no humans should be treated this way. No human being should be used as political pawns. Then what about every ghost flight and every ghost bus ride that Joe Biden's done times by the end of this year, five million? What about that? There's no political games. You have you have an inundation 
in these border states. No one will do anything about it. So they really did get the attention, didn't they, of New York and Chicago. And now with what Governor DeSantis did with um, sending 50 people to Martha's Vineyard, what I would do is I'd send 50 more. And then I'd send 100 after that and 200 after that. What a garbage lawsuit. They're going to try to allege that these illegals were induced to cross state lines under false pretenses. And what's interesting is that's the charge that they're filing. And it's the same thing that the Democrat gang, whatever you want to call them, what they are saying. Just interesting how it but yet it's not coordinated, though, in any way. Don't you don't even don't even let your mind go there. It can't possibly be coordinated. Just ridiculous. I think they said. Oh, yeah, they, they said we were going to go to Boston or I forget where else they said. But what or Washington, what that would have been OK. But Martha's Vineyard is is a lawsuit. But they're not suing the people that got them out of there in record time, though. They're not suing those people. What garbage. Not the people. This this whole process. Just garbage. One of President Trump's attorneys, and I, I think that they're exactly right about this. The DOJ is is clearly weaponized. There's no there's no mistaking that. In fact, like never before. And one of Trump Trump's attorneys, Alina Haba, she basically says the DOJ is panicking that they want an October surprise. The whole thing, all of this has been about giving the Democrats does anybody believe that the timing of this perfectly to try to change the whole atmosphere that was very, very pro-Republican, very anti-Democrat because of the hideous job that the Democrats have done? I mean, you, you, they've earned they've earned the scorn of the American people. Totally agree with this assessment. Hundred percent spot on. They want to have something for political reasons. That's what this all is. Even if they charge the former president, no one's ever. It'll be another one of those ones like um, Dinesh D'Souza and others being charged for things that no one has ever been charged with before. They're capable of doing it. Now, have you been paying attention The president did. This is why he can't do interviews, even friendly ones like this one. He does the 60 minutes interview. And now he has to clarify the COVID-19 comments that he made, because not once, but at least twice or more. He said that the COVID-19 pandemic is over. And it wasn't these people that are saying, well, you meant the worst of it. No, no. He said it's over. And then he said, you don't see anybody walking around with masks anymore, do you? No, just you, just Biden, when he does it strategically. Don't see anybody else. 
occasionally. And that could be somebody with a, a you know depressed, suppressed immune system, things like that. I don't fault that at all. But he's clarifying his remarks. His people came out and said, oh, no, 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 he didn't mean that. Okay, then what did he mean? Well, he meant the worst of the pandemic is over. He's suggesting now that well, the pandemic is not as bad as it was. But acting like what he said he didn't mean and almost try to make it like he didn't say it at all because this is they always give him remember how Trump never got a redo they they got to take whatever he said and make it mean what they wanted it to mean even if it didn't mean that Biden they he says these these unambiguous things and they they let so they they do a report uh, the st- a staff member at the White House has come out and said that the the pandemic is not over we don't find out who that person is either. The public health emergency will not be lifted. So what are we talking about then? I guess if the public health emergency will not be lifted, that means the pandemic is not over. And remember, they can't lift these emergencies because these emergencies being in effect give them super worldly powers that they would never have otherwise and this permeates right down this is not just a national discussion this permeates right down to the local level it was so easy to see from the very beginning how intoxicated drunk with power these people would become it was so easy to see and they never want to let it go Something was going on recently, and then you heard Biden say, I might have to declare an emergency. Everything's an emergency so that they can do things that otherwise they wouldn't be able to do in a constitutional representative republic. For me, it's getting very, very old. Uh, by the way, I want to, if I giveth, you know, and taketh, and I want to giveth back, uh, Mitch McConnell did say something yesterday that was, um, I thought, good for him to say. And he said that the governors that are transporting migrants to blue states, quote unquote, is a good idea. Now, you you note they're actually talking about it now. Quote, I think it's pretty clear that regardless of what we may be debating here in the Senate, the American people are focused mostly on inflation, the crime wave that's affecting the entire country and the open borders, Mitch McConnell told reporters at a press conference. Quote, there's been a good deal and talk about what some of the governors have done to transport illegal immigrants. I love that he says illegal immigrants up to other parts of the country. Quote, end quote. I personally thought it was a good idea. But if you added up all of the illegals who have been taken to Chicago or Washington or Martha's Vineyard, it would be fewer than the people down in Texas have to deal with on a daily basis. When the vice president says the border is secure, it's absolutely incorrect. And he went on to say it's absurdly 
incorrect. But yet DeSantis is the one that they're trying to say is under criminal investigation. And now, of course, the illegal alien lawsuit, because somehow taking people from Venezuela that were fleeing where they were and taking them to Martha's Vineyard is somehow some high crime, some kind of disaster. We'll be back. You can jump in 609 407 It's 30 minutes past the hour. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlanta County government is starting on September 27th. Flu and COVID-19 shots that will be available all throughout the county. And we have a nice, easy-to-look-at schedule if you go to the article that we published early this morning. Graffiti, trash, and neglect at various Atlantic City recreation fields. We show you one. Check that out. And we've done an overall piece about the many restaurant food outlet closings. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Warm again today, rain tomorrow, then a chilly autumn wind on Friday. We've got a big transition coming up here. Sun and clouds for today. High temperature around 82. Increasing clouds tonight, slight chance of a shower, low 68. Scattered showers and thunderstorms likely tomorrow with some late day clearing, high of 78. Sunny, windy, and cool Friday, high only 66. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have WPG Talk Radio 95.5? Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back at 37 minutes past the hour, 609 407 1450, an open phone line, and this is bonus open forum. Oh, when we reschedule, you'll know what we did. What we missed, we missed what would have been such a fun conversation. But I want to just hold that uh, until we um, get a uh, a date. T- today was tentative to begin with. It was it was not set for today, uh, but it would have been would have been fantastic and very timely, by the way. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Holly. Hey, since you're the since you're the answer man of life. Okay. Um, Harry Hurley, life coach, at your service. <laughs> Brennan, Mueller, and Comey. Yeah. Are they all CIA or FBI? Uh, Comey, FBI. Uh, Brennan, CIA. Who was the third? Um, Mueller. Mueller, FBI. Now, if I'm correct, I think I remember that... All three of them spoke in front of Congress about weapons of mass destruction. And it's, I know the DOJ's corrupt, but those three guys are the ones that have to be hunted down. Well, Brennan always, I always looked at Brennan very, very uh, suspiciously because, I mean, the man's basically a communist. How he ever got in the position that he held uh, is a disgrace. Mueller mostly had, I believe, a very good career. Now, he went out a bum. They never should have put him in that position. He was not up for it when he testified. 
He didn't even know what day it was. I mean, he he's in bad shape. We'll hear more about that, I'm sure, in the not-too-distant future. He's in bad shape. Comey? Comey is just a dangerous man and a very political man. Yes. Weren't they also involved with the, the English um, or the British spy and the Australian spy yeah. who came up with the weapons of mass destruction? And all three of those guys were involved with the dossier. Well, it's that's why there's no coincidences. You always see that. This is you're going to see. This is a lot of the same people involved with this um, new round of going after Trump. They actually promoted somebody who was a bad actor uh, in the Russia collusion stuff, which is completely a fake. There was never any Trump Russia collusion, as you know, I'm sure, but there was Hillary and Democrat collusion. But of course, they never had to answer to that at all. Only Trump did. And Trump was ultimately vindicated. But look, it took four or five years. Uh, But they're always recycled and it's always the same bad actors. The shame of it is the FBI, thousands and thousands of men and women, fabulous. They're getting a bad rap now because a handful of their leadership are complete Democrat politicians. Right, right. Yeah. Now, the most important thing, did I see this right, that my dark sky is going to be done January 1st, 24th, after bottom? Your your phone is extremely overmodulated, so it's very hard for me to hear. I heard you talking about January and dark sky. Repeat what you said, because I didn't quite understand it. The uh, dark sky was bought by Apple, and on my screen last night, it came up that dark sky will no longer be available January 1st, 23. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, Here's what I did know. I knew they were charging for it now. By the way, whatever you did, your phone is crystal clear now. I don't know if it was on speaker before. It was was almost inaudible, but I, I was able to just pay very close attention, and I could make out what you were saying perfectly clear now. I know that dark sky when I got it years ago, was free. Then all of a sudden people started telling me uh, in the past year or so that you have to pay for it. Uh, I do believe it was purchased, as you said, but I did not hear. I don't know why. Why would you shut down? Did they buy it to shut it down? I mean, the app is perfect. It's incredible. It actually is the most accurate weather source that I've ever had. So I'm going to look into that further. I will be very disappointed if that's the case, and I wouldn't even know why they would do that. No, no, it's not expensive. People actually are a part of where they get the weather reports from. That's how they know it's going to be raining. They'll say it's going to be raining in 60 seconds, and it does. It's the best weather app I've ever had. I hope that that's not true. Six years ago, I saw a report that seven out of 10 meteorologists will use dark sky. Well, I'm not surprised. It's always right. Yeah. Yeah, always right. I'm down in the Cape May area, and I tell all my construction guys, get that app. You can, you can wrap the tools up 10 minutes before it rains and be perfect every time. Yeah, it's perfect. It always works. Uh, they're just completely accurate. I never quite understood why, except I was told that they actually get reports from real people. Uh, and so you get that head start of where rain is 
and uh, it's always somewhere right before it comes to you. I don't know if you've ever had this happen. It's only happened one time in my life. When I was a child, it was raining in my driveway and right out into the street, it was not raining. Have you ever been at a point where you see where rain begins and ends? Have you ever experienced that? Yes, I have plenty of times. Not me. One time. I was at like the fault line, if you will, right where it happened. Pretty amazing. Got to run. Have a great day. And I'm going to check into that. I trust you. But I want to just make sure because that app, when I'm in Disney World or planning our golf tournament or if we're going to go away, I'm always looking at that. I, 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 I can't believe that's something that good. But then again, we are living in a dystopian America. Bad stuff stays and good stuff goes. So I guess it fits right in with that. Let's get this last break in. Hey, please hang in there. You're going to be next right after the break. Don't go away. I do want to take your call when we come back. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Ten minutes before the top of the hour, I do have a Dark Sky app update, but I promise to take your phone calls first, so we will do that. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, Harry. I want to know if, uh, see if you agree with me on this one. Like, I've uh, told my friends about it. From the first time I ever seen Judge up to bat, I told them, my thoughts on this, and they said, oh, my God, since you told me this, just all I do is laugh every time I see him up to bat. Now, do you remember back the old Munsters TV show? Of course. Fred Gwynn, Herman Munster. And they have Herman Munster had a tryout with the Yankees, and yeah. Leo DeRocher was the coach. And by the way, he did wear his uniform like Judge does. He had the pants pulled up high. All right, keep going. Yeah. He he hit... Uh, homers out of the park, and one ball didn't go and hit the wall, hit the fence, not the whole fence down. Yeah, yeah. And he was a pitcher. He burned a hole right through the catcher's mitt. And like that one throw he threw in from right field the other day, they clocked it at 97.5 miles an hour. It's true. So, by the way, by the way, the the thing about humor is when there's there's truth in it, it makes it hilarious. Uh, I get what you're saying. Aaron Judge is Herman Munster, isn't he? Exactly. Every time I see him on the plate, I say, here comes Herman. Oh, my God. It's terrible. But uh, he is great, though. Herman Munster was great, too. But uh, I know what you're saying, though, because I was a huge fan of the show. The two different Marylands. I know the whole. I know it all. Yeah. Uh, you know, Grandpa Munster, um, uh, Eddie Wolfgang Munster, Butch Patrick, uh, who was a friend of mine on Facebook, by the way. Uh, so is Bill Mooney. I never thought that Will Robinson would be my friend on Facebook when I was watching Lost in Space as a child. It's pretty funny. Uh, but I get what you're saying there. It is hilarious. It is. Yeah, back when TV was worth watching. Yes, exactly. Good call. Appreciate you. I'm gonna. That's going to be very hard for me to get out of my head now. You did. I want you to know you did something there, Mark. You did something to me. Have a good day. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's Tom. How are you? Very well. 
Thank you. I've been following you and, and with your excitement with the Aaron Judd thing. A question, um, <clears throat> which a technicality. Um, are they still counting the McGuire and Sosa stuff or due to the steroids? Oh, no, not a tech. It's not technical. There's no asterisks. Uh, those records are the official baseball records with no um, sub caption headlines, no asterisks, no questions. Uh, but I'm not counting them. But they they are still. Right, the records. I know you are. Yeah, they are still the records. OK, so. So then he would be setting the American League records there, and that is uh, correct. I mean that. Okay. Yeah. And then that—that's such a shame. And however, though, most baseball purists were not alone. Many will take the position that Aaron Judge is the single season all-time home run record holder, and I really think it's something that baseball should look into. If you want to say, look, the games took place. They played, they, they compiled the statistics, we're going to count the statistics. If, if Ford Frick thought there should be an asterisk next to Roger Maris's record and that stayed until 1985 when Faye Vincent took it down, then there should be asterisks with these steroid uh, performances. I, I really believe that. Count them, then the records are still, you know, there, but there's special circumstances. An asterisk, right. I, I agree. So, I mean, I, I just didn't know what was happening there. So um, he would, you know, obviously um, would be setting the American League record. But the um, for how about that? How about that? Maris's American League record has stood for 61 years. It's a, yeah, it's amazing. It, it, actually, it's kind of and again, I believe in all these sort of things that converge in the universe. He did it in 1961, and he's going to lose it 61 years later. He's number nine. Judge is number 99. Do you? Do you I don't know if you heard. Well, I think you may have heard some of the things I said about that. Do you, are you a believer in that kind of stuff, like Lincoln being elected in 1860 and Kennedy being elected in 1960, and Lincoln having a secretary named Kennedy and Kennedy having a secretary named Lincoln, and their assassination years 100 years apart? Are you a believer in that kind of universal or not universal, but crossover stuff in the universe? Well, I heard you talking about that um, a little before seven this morning, and I didn't want to uh, you know, break in because uh, I don't like to abuse you know, there. The History Channel did an interesting um, study on that there, and they said, yeah, there were certain things that lined up, but there were certain other aspects that turned out to be um, modern-day myths there, so um, with the Lincoln and the Kennedy stuff there. But things that weren't a myth, though, it was he was elected in 1860 and Kennedy was elected in 1960, and some of the other things do line up, though. And and they and they and they both had vice presidents by the name of Johnson. Yes, you know, so things that you can't throw out there. Yeah. you know that that was a big thing there. Um, I, I do. Think I mean, by not, the way, is that is that enough? For it not to be a coincidence? Oh, I, I still think, you know, it, there's something in, in the cosmos at times that, that line up there. And I can't explain what it is. How about this? How about this one? Maris 9, Judge 99, all these things we're talking about here. Is there is there some kind of thing lining up there as well? 
I think that it, there very well could be. You Me know? too. It's, I'm not sure what it would be. But I just wanted to, you know, clarify that because I think at least if you can't throw out the Sosa and the McGuire stuff, but at least put an asterisk because in the, in the past, baseball has put asterisks, like you said, for years. Yeah, I would put it, and, and, and asterisks is fine with me, but I would put it in a separate category. Uh, like, I, I would actually make it, and I guess the asterisk does do that, but to me, it's separate. It, it, it shouldn't count. It should be noticed and noted, but it should not be the official record. So you want to call it like the juiced winners? <laughs> yeah, whatever. The steroid era. Yeah. Uh, you know, right. you had the live ball era, the dead ball era. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Well, I hope he, I hope he does it for himself. And I know you're you're a really big Yankee. Oh, fan. huge. I was just um, listening, coming in listening to it was really interesting. So keep up the good Thank work. Thank you, Tom. You, okay? Appreciate it, my friend. See ya. 609-407-1450. Time to take one more call. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Harry. Morning. How you doing? Good. I agree with you about the steroid. I, I agree with you about the steroid era, but also during George Herman Ruth time, they took those bennies, the diet pills. Look, I'm sure they did, and 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 he never had to hit with uh, night baseball. Uh, big advantage for Ruth. And in the 60s and probably early 70s, they took the uh, greenies, they were called, I think. It's not, I'm sure in every era, everybody's trying to get an edge. I don't believe there was anything, though. I mean, Ruth ate hot dogs. Uh, These other people were swallowing pills that made them superhuman. Uh, I think that they, they got an advantage at a higher level than anything that has ever taken place before them and and you may have missed me um say it uh wayne but uh i've recognized that in every era they're always trying to get an edge but none of those things uh affected the performance the way that steroids do you agree you could be right on that i i mean how could i be wrong i mean look at how big these people became I mean, Barry Bonds I was a Hall, Barry that. Bonds was a Hall of Famer before any of this nonsense. Look how big he got. Look how small he was. He he was just enormous. And by the way, I mean, fantastic. They would walk him with the bases loaded because scoring one run was better than letting him bat. He was phenomenal. But if it was aided, it shouldn't count. We got to go. But we will be back. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. All right, I haven't heard. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right. Well, guess what? Your wide open forum, Good Fortune, continues. uh, And we're not complaining. We're going to reschedule Frank for the very near future. Uh, I believe he is with a client right now. That's um, what I've just learned. 
And this gives me an opportunity real quick. I'm going to open up the phone lines again, 609-407-1450. So I hope you'll jump in if you haven't had a chance to participate this morning. Uh, give me a call if you've been trying to get through or if you're available right now. Could be for the first time. 609-407-1450. To the gentleman caller who sounded like he was spot on, I did the homework. And, of course, he was indeed correct. Apple acquired the weather app Dark Sky, which you know I've been bragging to you guys about for years and years and years. They bought it, and they are reminding users that this app will no longer be supported after January 1st, 2023. So that's it, just a couple of more months. Now, here's what they say, that the Dark Sky weather app on iOS is reminding users that it will shut down and no longer be supported on January 1st, 2023. They say that they've taken many of the Dark Sky's features and capabilities and have integrated it into the new weather app on iOS 16. Now, iOS 16 was released to the public uh, back on what? Uh, last tuesday or something like that the 13th what's today the the 21st a couple weeks ago so there you go apple purchased dark sky i didn't really pay too much attention to it i mean i've had the app i didn't notice anything different although people were telling me that you had to pay for it and that's true it's three dollars and 99 cents uh it did not cost anything when i got it And they didn't do anything about that. Once you had it, you had it. But Apple purchased Dark Sky in March of 2020. And then they've been working to integrate the features directly into their own technology. Last June, Apple updated Dark Sky with new Apple Watch improvements. See, I don't use the watch. Uh, My children do. So there you have it. I looked at some of the comments and people were not happy. They put, it's a shame. I really like Dark Sky. Uh, Let's see, Apple weather has gotten better since the acquisition of Dark Sky. But oddly enough, I get different results. That's interesting. I don't don't use Apple weather. I just use the Dark Sky. But I guess that's going to change. And it's a shame, too, because... Just not even two weeks after they shut it down, I'm going to be away, and I really use the app. See, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we're just here every day, and if it rains, it rains. I mean, I like to know, but if when we're planning the golf tournament, and honestly, even when we're planning our charity dinner, I like the weather to be nice. I like the weather to be nice on the day before because we have a lot of stuff that we bring to the hotel, And then I like it to be nice for the people driving to the event. You know, if you park on a flat lot, if you park valet, it doesn't really matter. But you don't want gentlemen and ladies to have their hair messed up and stuff like that. So I do care about the weather when we're having events, the golf tournament, our dinner, which is fast approaching, by the way, and and all of that. But I really love it when I'm either making plans, if it's a staycation, we're staying home or going to Cape May. We went to Cape May last weekend and 
I was very excited when I got on the Dark Sky app and the weather was going to be perfect, like I love it, with light wind and just beautiful weather. And for our golf tournament, it's, it's huge. I mean, I, I remember one year saying, we're going to be good. This Dark Sky app says that this rainstorm is going to split in half and it's going to go around us. It's going to be everywhere except us. And it happened. I mean, the, the, the app is phenomenal. So you hate to think that Apple bought it to shut it down, but it seems as though they bought it to integrate it. And we'll see how that, all that turns out. I, I wish they would have just, you know, leave it alone. Call it Apple Dark Sky, whatever you want to call it. But they um, they went a different route. They're going to have their Apple weather app, which I don't even know. I guess that's on my phone somewhere. I don't even even pay attention to the Apple weather. Uh, but Dark Sky, whew, phenomenal. Really, really good. Okay. Hold on one second. I just got something I had to respond to. Hey, programming note, we are filling in today for Todd Starnes from 12 noon to 3 p.m. nationally. So we're happy to do that. I know that we have a very interesting member of Congress and some other nice guests that will be joining us and we'll be taking calls all across America. That's going to be fun coming up from noon to three. If you want to check us out, uh, Todd com. And uh, if you haven't seen it, we did put up a piece of what I think is important local content this morning at around 530 because it gives you a full schedule all around Atlanta County of different locations where if you're going to get your flu shot this year, which I'm a huge fan of, I, I get it every single year. Uh, and if you do want to get either your COVID-19 shot or the booster, if you're due to get one of the boosters, the um, Atlanta County locations will have the newest shot, which includes the um, the protection for the two newest variants. So that you'll want to check that piece out because there's a lot of good information um, attached to that, including the schedule. It all begins on September 27th. Brief time out. If you'd like to jump in, we're in bonus, unexpected, wide open forum. Let's make it count. You know, we talk all the time about not marking time, making a difference. Let's make it count. 609-407-1450. Anything that you'd like to talk about is on the table. You just have to call in. 609-407-1450. Perhaps there's some local issues that you want to talk about. I will tell you, and I think you're going to see a positive result from it, which was the only reason we did it. We didn't do it to be critical. We did it to shine the light because it's been going on for way too long. And let me tell you something. If I was not on the air until 10.06 a.m., the photos that we published, my photos, if I could have gotten there two hours sooner, you would not have believed the garbage that was all over this particular field. The, the graffiti is awful, and I can't believe they allow that uh, to exist, and it's terrible. The garbage that was all over the place, there was still some, but they had picked it up. Public Works had picked up a lot of the trash and garbage uh, about two hours before we arrived. And I actually had people come up to me uh, and tell me how much had been picked up. But it's all over the place. It's not just that was the field that we went to. It's a sentimental field for me. 
I played my little league baseball there. My father was president of the league. I didn't mention that in my story because I didn't want to personalize it too much. Uh, but that that was very formative stuff, meant a lot to me. And to, to see how they have allowed that when in, in, in the era that I am most familiar with, the men and women that volunteered, they didn't get paid anything. They never allowed trash to stay. And it was it was well, well kept up. Uh, it's disgraceful. You look right under home plate, right above, right behind you with the backstop. You've got that whole um, scoring area, observation area, concession stand area. The entire soffit is is rotting out and, and all the um, the decorative uh, underlayment and all that gone. I mean, how, how do they allow this? Two hundred and some million dollar a year budget. And they have all this money to pay their friends and their family. And, you know, they're, 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 they run out of friends and family. So they're hiring ex-wives now. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's a joke, right? But only it's true uh, at 130000 a year. It's, it's beyond comprehension what's going on. And yet the town is dirty. And why would that be any different on the recreation fields? It's really disgraceful. And uh, you deserve better. So we did that to shine the light on it. And just like we did with the school that had all that concrete and rebar and dangerous stuff, trash, uh, and we we published a couple of articles. And the next thing you know, the city cleaned it up. So it does make a difference. So let us know uh, when you see something that that you believe needs to be attended to. And we'll be happy to take a look at it. All right. We're coming back to your calls. Don't go away. When we come back in this order, you'll be first. And you'll be second, I promise, right after this. It's the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now. Early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. We're in bonus wide open forum 609-407-1450. Hope you'll join the program. Call in. We have a couple of open lines. 609-407-1450, whatever you want to talk about. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Hello, Harry. Hello. So, um, what kind of, um, um, how can I say this? All right, just let me say, how, how is Noah liking school? Oh, I'm so happy to report, uh, and I, this is so fresh in mind oh, because I actually picked him up from school yesterday. He is so happy with school, and for those who don't know, Noah is now in high school, so that's a big deal. Uh, he he couldn't be happier with his new high school, so that makes me, as his granddad, very, very happy. Mm-hmm. It's all you want. Sounds you want your kids and you want your grandchild, your, or if you have blessed enough to have grandchildren, plural, you just want them to be happy. And I asked him yesterday, uh, are you happy with your school? And he, he went into into great depth to tell me how happy he was, and that made me happy. 
Well, we'll be hearing if that public school doesn't keep on their toes, huh? Yeah, I as know, you know, I though, I, I don't often do what some people would do in my position. I, I typically handle that kind no, of I thing. Know. Yeah, you know how I work. I, 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 I some know. people I don't have an unspoken thought. I don't, I don't work that way, but um, I know what you're saying, though. But but I'll liken you to Tucker Carlson, but yes. you, I, you won't go that far. And, oh, oh, you just reminded me of something, uh, and her name is Brittany. Let me take this opportunity. I hope she's listening. She may be, she may not be. But Brittany uh, kindly mentioned me and our efforts. They're at a school that they haven't had basically working HVAC in more than two years. This is the Atlantic City Public School System at its finest. Uh, But I can assure you their central office would never be without air conditioning for two minutes, two days, uh, let alone more than two years. So Brittany said I was the only one that stepped up. We wrote a piece about it. We spoke about it on air, and it's a disgrace. They're, they're acting like, well, you know, we're really looking into it. I mean, come on, two years, more than two years? So you just reminded me of that. You jogged my memory about that. This happened at last night's Board of Education meeting. So, Brittany, thanks for the shout-out, and I hope they finally fix the air conditioning. You know, the, the kids are affected by this. Uh, they, can't, they can't work right. They're, they're boiling in there. Gets very very hot. Uh, it's just amazing. The priorities right now in certain areas are just disgraceful, Linda. Oh, no, but no. don't worry, they got their hundred plus thousand people all on the payroll, and even more than that when they can. They got all their priorities. You know, it's a friends and family employment agency. All that is is job one. But having the kids actually have working air conditioning, not a very high priority. And and look, it can't be it can't possibly take more than two and a half years or whatever it's been to fix the air conditioning. I will give you weeks, couple months. You could have some persistent thing. Oh, my God, we're doing everything we can. But no, not not more than two years. Sorry. Have you been following any of Tucker's um, opening remarks? I I. I I know you're really busy, and uh, he has been. I always- and by the way, I wake up at 2.15 in the morning. So if I'm watching his monologue, that means I sleep less than five hours. That's not good. And that's typically all that I get. I don't watch him as much as I would like to because of the time of his show. Oh, my gosh. He is. Um, he He's. I, I, there are no words for him. I, I don't know how he's permitted to exist in the world, actually. Well, he's only I'm, permitted because he has a company that backs him. Uh, they tried to cancel him. They tried to do the uh, economic terrorism, as I call it, uh, and go after his sponsors. Uh, they did everything they could to shut this guy down. He he won. He is brilliant. And he is. he is fearless. Yes, and you have you and and you have those qualities, Harry. Thank you. And excuse me. And sometimes they're not easy ones to take on. Really, I, I remember a, a few that you've uh, or I, one in particular actually that really stands out in my mind. But we won't go down. Right. We don't want to well, they're down. they're never easy because it's easier to do nothing. It's easier to get along and go along than to dare to be different. To dare to point out the truth when the truth isn't popular. So these are the decisions you make. The transgender thing that is boarding that that is uh, it, it's it's 
bordering on sexual abuse, and, 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 and public education is tolerating this. Well, one of the causes that I've really been taking up, and, and I, I just want to see uh, like-minded people get together and do something about this, this curriculum that is teaching basically hardcore sex uh, in, in very young ages, very young grades, that if you, if you conducted yourself like this uh, outside of the school anywhere – you would be a Megan's List convic- uh, convicted offender. Uh, this this has to stop. How do they get away with teaching something that is basically a criminal offense? How do they get away with that? Well, you're saying it on the radio. I mean, you're doing a good thing right now. Yes. You know, I don't know, Harry. I mean, it's, just, uh, it's unacceptable. It's unbelievable. And, and if you will, go to the story that we wrote last week. We have the exact page in the Department of Education's uh, curriculum where this is listed and what these teachers are supposed to say to these young children about sexual body parts and all this crazy stuff at inappropriate ages, this is just beyond comprehension. It, 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 it could make it, it could make you cry. It really could, you know. And, and of course, I'm, I could cry. I mean, they're ruining the they're ruining these kids. Uh, and that's the point. First, they did it a little bit, and we called it out. Then they went full-blown. They started changing the textbooks, cutting people out that were very famous in history, inserting people that nobody ever heard of. Then they got into the business of actual indoctrination. And, and, and I mean, and, I mean, where are we going next? It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. They want to be able to do things with your children that you don't even have the rights to know about it until after it's already done in some cases. They're not telling parents about things. Really, mm. I, I've been saying this for quite a while. This is a very dangerous time in this country. Very dangerous in so many different like ways. Letting, letting children get the, the drugs to transgender and... Uh, and not telling the parents. Like and not telling, yeah. No, they, they I mean, how is that, that even possible in America? Yeah. Uh, exactly. So that is. But why but if I, your child brought an aspirin into school or a vitamin or something, they're going to get suspended for two weeks. But but yet all this other counterculture stuff, no problem. And your parents don't need to know. Don't tell them. You have to sign to send them on a trip if the, if it's around the block. Yes. And, uh, but you know, just changing their little hormones and anything else they can change, and do it indiscriminately, and uh, it, it is it is sickening. I mean, imagine telling first and second graders um, unbelievable sexual stuff. What would be the people that devise, that devise these things, this curriculum? What went through their mind? What was their agenda? for doing this to such young, innocent children? That's from the pit of hell. Satan, you know, they're barely out of the womb now, now, and those that make it aren't, I mean, (laughs) we're talking about babies, young kids. And, 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 you know, the evil just doesn't stop it really doesn't and until i'm i mean americans have to snap out of this haze that they're in or or, or have exercised the the body snatchers that's in their body to continue tolerating what we're tolerating here in america for heaven's sake even jesus wept over jerusalem can americans weep over our country we're losing our country there's no question so, and it and it is it's not like there's certain things in life it's the 
law of unintended consequences. You really didn't mean it. You did something for good reasons. And oh my God, look how it turned out. I didn't mean for it to turn out that way. Didn't see that coming. I wouldn't be hypercritical about something like that. Their intentions are clear here. This counterculture agenda is, is they, they, they mean it. They want it to happen. They want to indoctrinate these children. They, they used to wait until the children got to college. Then, my God, you, your, your freshman children would come home hating you and, and you wouldn't even recognize them. So they started there. Then it got to high school. Now they're all the way down into middle school, and now they're all the way down to basically, I mean, I haven't heard any of this in the kindergarten curriculum, but uh, in the first and even second grade and beyond, it, it's just, it's just it has to be stopped. We have people in government in lofty positions that do not belong there. We have a U.S. representative that thinks Guam's going to tip over right. if there's too many military men. Right. Oh, yeah, there's too many people. It's going to tip over. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's supposed to be a serious member. That's pretty scary that he's one of 435 representatives. Uh, let me tell you what the um, – because it's one thing to carp about it. We can point out all these things. I, I'm, I'm about action, about what can we do – to actually fix some of these things and what has to happen. And I did it. I did it for six years of my life. I don't have time to do it right now, but I did it. So I always bring up stuff that either I would do or I've already done. And I served on my local board of education and I worked very, very hard for two terms. And then I said, you know what? I got to go. It's time for other people to step up. People have to step up and either get appointed if it's an appointed board of education or they got to run. And I know it's tough anymore because people want to ruin people's lives and their families in these campaigns. But people have to run for these boards of education seats because we have to change what's going on. What happened in Virginia needs to happen in New Jersey and all over the country where parents care enough that they're not going to take this crap anymore. And then you can change it because the board of education. Now, I know some of it, if it's under thorough and efficient education, if it's directed from the state then you have you know certain challenges as a local board where you would risk funding and you'd have major problems and probably get removed as board members and things like that. But people have to run for these seats and we have to change this. We can't be teaching second graders graphic, sexual, hardcore stuff like this. That that just can't be allowed. They're 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 going to ruin this country and it appears to be their intention. You're going, they're, they're ruining these little minds. And what little girl hasn't been a tomboy? What little girl didn't want to be able to throw a baseball or play catch with it? When you're playing, you're, you're a kid, you're playing catch. Right, but they want to assign something at that moment. Oh my God, for the rest of your life, they want to make a decision right then and there for something that's perfectly normal. Uh, quote unquote, it could be a phase. It could be whatever, you know, you're growing up. Uh, let kids grow up naturally. Let let them be parented. Uh, th- this notion of telling them these things that no parent would be telling their six-year-old these things. This one lunatic, and we, we wrote about it and we've spoken about it, uh, is encouraging kids at a very young age to actually be in the bedroom with their parents while their parents are having sex. And they think that this is a normal thing. For someone that young, single digits, uh, old, to be watching. And and that's because this lunatic thinks that that is uh, appropriate. 
this is unbelievable. Again, if you did that uh, in any other setting, you, you'd be arrested. You would be you'd have a permanent criminal record. You'd be a permanent Megan's List offender. And yet they're getting away with it under the disguise of its public education curriculum. It's got to be stopped. And I've got to go. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Your phone calls continue in just a few minutes. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 40 minutes past the hour. I want to send a quick shout out to a really great guest listener named Eric because he's watching something that's very tough. It's very tough to do. I do have an experience to draw from because I watched our childhood home get bulldozed to the ground. And it's it's when you think about all the memories and you watch, I watched the wrecking ball blast right through my bedroom window. And it, it was tough. Maybe it's the kind of thing you shouldn't watch. But I'll tell you what we did do, though. We did get to take a few souvenirs. We, we have some um, banister I don't know what to call them, spindles or whatever you call them, because back then this home was built in the late 1800s. It was moved from Atlantic City to Ventnor, and it sat at the corner of Ventnor and uh, Sacramento Avenue for, I guess, close to a century before it was torn down. And it wasn't brand new at the time it got moved from Atlantic City to Ventnor. Uh, That must have been a spectacle moving the house. But it's tough, Eric, to watch. I know because we did it. But if they allow you, we just ask the people that were tearing it down uh, if we could take a few things. And I actually have them displayed and I can see them. And uh, you might be able to grab, you know, something that uh, you'll always be able to have that memory uh, from your childhood home. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yes, sir, Harry. Um, It's Elmer in Maryland. Yes, sir. How is Maryland doing besides having great hard shell crabs? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, uh, it's Babe Ruth Museum, and you were talking, you're like, a, you, you got a, uh issue with, I think, Aaron Judge right now. Why? Well, yeah, a very favorable one. I'm, I'm pumped as can be. Yeah, I, 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 I stayed up last night to watch him hit the uh, 60th, so I'm two days in a row with two hours sleep. It isn't working, but... Uh, I wasn't going to miss it, and I think he's going to get it tonight. I think he's going to tie it tonight, and then I think in one of the four Boston games that will follow the next four nights, he's going to uh, he's going to be the all-time home run hitter for one season. He's going to get it. Yeah, but I mean, I have a hard time with that because well, go back, go back. You shouldn't. Uh, let's start at at two levels. One, we'll compare it to Babe and we'll compare it to Roger Maris. Babe took 154 games to hit 60. Judge did it in 146. Judge had to play night games. Very tough to see. All kinds of issues with that kind of stuff. So at that level, uh, Judge actually, in my view, he surpasses Ruth's accomplishment because he's going to beat it you know, straight up. And the same for Maris. Now, my biggest problem, though, is the six other times amongst three people, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, uh, that they hit more than that, 63 and above, 64 and above. 
Bonds had 73 the one year. Sosa had 66. He had, I think, 64. McGuire had multiple years with over uh, 63 or 64. Uh, my problem is with them, uh, with, this, with the allegations of the steroids. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Harry, I mean, it's like, um, like uh, Pete Rose. Yeah, I met him personally. Me too. And and uh, he, he signed baseball, saying I bet on baseball. Well, yeah. I mean, after denying that he did, uh, and if he could have got out of his own way, Mike Schmidt had it all worked out, and he would be in the Hall of Fame, where I believe he deserves to be in. But of course, because of the Black Sox scandal, baseball treats gambling uh, it's the death it's the death blow. They just shut you down and. Uh, it's just a shame how that how that all turned out. Pete Rose, many years ago, when this station was in Atlantic City, uh, he he was on our lineup. He was on at six o'clock at night. I still remember his phone number to call in one eight hundred seven eight zero Pete. And the reason I remember that is because he would, you know, he he kind of has a way about him the way he pronounces things. He would say one eight hundred semato Pete, semato Pete. Get what I'm saying, Elmer? Not seven eight zero Pete, semato. Absolutely, Harry. But yeah. I mean, one of the favorite movies is Nine Minutes Out. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, and that's the reason. If that never happened, yeah. Pete Rose would be in the Hall of Fame right now because it would have gone away. You know, he would have paid his penance, and it would have been fine. But because of that, and it, it just so tarnished baseball, there's a guy, Shoeless Joe Jackson, to this day, I, for the life of me, I don't understand how he's even uh, in with that crowd. He hit and fielded at the highest level. Uh, there was nothing about his play where he was giving uh, you know, the, the opponent uh, throwing the game or anything like that. He took the hit with all of them. Absolutely, Harry. Not right. Yep. Uh, Not right at all. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Elmer, take care of Maryland for me. And I love the fact that uh, we're doing something here that means enough to you that when you're that you're in Maryland living there and that you're with us here means a lot to me. So let's talk again soon. I've got to jump. One open line because we just freed it up with Elmer leaving us, 609-407-1450. Bob is going to join us next right after this. This is... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Hi, Larry Elder here. I never really thought much about how aches and pains can reduce a person's quality of life until pain started keeping me from living my best life. Just a few years ago, using the stairs was difficult because of the back pain. Then I found Relief Factor, a 100% drug-free solution for aches and pains. Within a week, I was on my way back to being pain-free. Now I have my life back. I take Relief Factor every single day. Relief Factor can help your body fight the inflammation that causes joint and muscle pain and the other aches and pains that come with everyday life. Treat yourself to feeling better. Move more, live more, and just enjoy your life more with Relief Factor. Join me and more than a half a million others. Get started today with your three-week quick start for only $19.95. 
About 70% go on to order more because it worked for them. Go to relieffactor.com to order now. That's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference with Relief Factor. Relieffactor.com. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. Welcome back. 51 minutes past the hour, early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. We thank you for that. And um, we're here now uninterrupted until Brian Kilmeade uh, 15 minutes from now. So let's make it count. 609-407-1450. They were all jammed up. We just lost one. So you do have an open phone line if you'd like to jump in right now. Bob, welcome to the program. Good morning. Morning, Harry. Uh, I just want to piggyback on Linda's comments there. You know, Tucker Carlson's uh, monologues, the last three monologues, all dealing with, with the hypocrisy of the liberals, Martha's Vineyard. You know, he, he, his use of sarcasm uh, to expose this hypocrisy, you know, he, he has no equal in doing that. You know, and, and I really think t- Tucker's become the idol the, ideological leader of the conservative movement uh you know his, his insights are just so brilliant uh and you know he, he's on a quest for truth and and you know when you're a great debater you can win arguments easily easily the problem with that is winning an argument doesn't make you right so the real thinkers, the real thinkers in this world, even though they have brilliant intellects, they are not satisfied with just winning an argument. They want a quest for truth. And I know this is true about Tucker because you know I've met Tucker and we had a nice conversation. And the conversation really dealt with, with my favorite political figure, commentator of, of the last half century, and that's Pat Buchanan. And Tucker told me, you know, I used to make fun of Pat Buchanan. And, you know, when I worked for Bill Crystal, that's what he said, when he worked for Bill Crystal, and, and you know, when Tucker was, this was, I guess, in the 90s when Pat was running for, for president. And, you know, Tucker told me, he said, I apologize to Pat Buchanan because Pat was right as it turned out about everything. And, you know, that takes some, yeah, that takes courage. And, but what, what points really points out and, and by, by, by right on everything, key things about immigration, Pat, Pat absolutely predicted this immigration catastrophe involvement in endless foreign wars to benefit the military industrial complex and shipping our jobs overseas. Primarily, this is the Trump agenda. This is the MAGA movement. Pat was right about everything. And, and, you know, Tucker has saw this. Okay. You know, he was on the other side. He was with the, with, with the, the neocons, the Dick Cheney's of this world. But he saw, he saw that this was wrong. He saw it was wrong. That was this was the 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 neocon policies were destroying the middle class and was destroying the conservative movement and a Republican Party. I think it also took experience on his part, Bob. He was younger, you know. That was very early in his career. Uh, he was around a lot of people that, um, in my estimation, aren't very good. Uh, and so he he grew into figuring out 
uh, that that which he originally didn't appreciate, uh, that the person was, in fact, uh, very, very correct. And I think it took him time to figure that out. Well, well, you know, the, I think the point I'm making is it, it's very easily to, to when, when you're a brilliant debater, it's very easily to, you, you can get caught up in the fact that you can win almost any argument. But are you correct? Are you really grasping the yeah. truth? Or, and what did you win anyhow? You won a skirmish of some kind, but nothing that's lasting, and it's not something that's going to effectuate positive change. Yeah. So therefore, it's an exercise in futility. It's a waste. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've got a friend in Florida who, he's really good. When he and I get into into it, into, you know, various you know, I, I don't know about arguments, but yeah, this guy's good. He's really good. But you know, I I always hit him with what I just said here. I, you know, I said his name's Bob also, and I said Bob, <laughs> you know, you, you may think you, you want an argument, but just think about it. You know, you're you're in in terms of of real life truth. Are are you really correct on this? And you know, sometimes you know we we just need to to think about that. About yep. you know, hey. Let's look for truth. That that should be the over overlying, uh, and, and then be so. be effective at that truth being able to carry the day. Uh, I think you'll agree with the statement. Reagan was very effective. He he would discuss things not uh, to just hear himself talk, but actually for the things that were important to him, for them to actually you know win the day, win elections, and win in the hearts and minds. Wow of the American people. So uh, that that's a blueprint right there for success. The things that really matter. Uh, if you remember, and I vividly remember, because I still have the autographed book of, of, of probably dozens and dozens of them, all the Republicans that, si- that uh, signed on to the, um, the effort of 1994 when the House Republican candidates, and some of them were incumbents, some of them, like Lobianda, were uh, first-time challengers and so on, and there was transformational change, 40 years uh, worth in one election cycle because the contract with America had things in it that the American people wanted their government officials to do. And uh, how unique, how, how rare was it that actually instead of talking about all this stupid stuff – like this January 6th thing. I'm so sick of hearing market saturation level coverage about something that's not even on the radar with the American people. But it's important to them because they have an agenda and they don't want to talk about what's really important, like high inflation and people having great difficulty providing food, clothing, shelter and all of this. Uh, so that's what they need to do in this last 40 some days that are left. They need to really bring to the American people the issues that we care about, not this stuff that we don't care about. Uh, exactly, Harry. And, and, you know, again, Ronald Reagan was a liberal Democrat. But but the, the, the key with Reagan and the key with really great thinkers is that that they they look at lived experience they they let the real world speak to them and the liberal agenda the socialist agenda the communist agenda all 
complete failures when they're enacted. Oh, when, it's, when it's, it's so people, true. And I think you're going to agree with this. And if you don't, please, please uh, give your your take on this. Reagan left where he was because it left him. He didn't leave it. It became much more radical uh, than it had ever been before. We've now seen uh, it's even worse now, but we've seen the same type of transformation happen to where now somebody like Jeff Andrew, he can't be with that that group. They're 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 idiots. They're they're completely unrealistic and ridiculous. Uh, we've seen twice in the past forty years or so this type of transformational change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great analogy there, Harry. I mean, you Thank know, you. Jeff. Uh, yeah, Jeff. You, you could feel and talking to Jeff when he he got elected around 2018 or so, you could feel there was uneasiness with his party. Oh, yeah. He got to the point where he could no longer stay. It was so radical. He couldn't be a part of it anymore. That's why I always tease. I I used to say to him all the time that he would switch someday. And he did. And I say to Foley uh, all the time, I've got in my briefcase, I've got your change of registration form uh, because at some point he's not going to be able to stay. Because they're just way over the top, crazy radical. Look, and, and this Atlantic County chairman wanted Jeff to embrace a lie with his impeachment vote. That, that's what it came down to. Right? Oh yeah, well he was not going to do and that. Jeff, Jeff. By the way, we're going to visit with that chairman Friday morning in the seven o'clock hour. Oh, okay, that'll yep. be interesting. Yep, Mike okay. Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'll be listening. All, All right, right, Harry. See you, my friend. Great. Thank you. Great talking to you, Bob. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Oh, Craig, you were just about to get on, and he hung up. You just missed. I was just pushing your button, and it was gone that quick. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Caller, go right ahead. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? I hear you crystal clear. Wonderful. Harry, I have a suggestion because we're all taxpayers. We should suggest and demand that schools teach children how to grow food. We should have farmers in the schools, more things like that to be taught, and supervisors that are getting 160000 a year plus should not get that much money, and it should go to the teachers and children and we need more buses for the children to go to farms to learn about growing food and to teach them that this is the garden of eden is looking for the garden of eden well we're living in it this is it we grow food we need to teach our children important things like this well i like that i like that a lot uh and i'll tell you you're speaking to the husband of the first female state president of the then future farmers of america now it's just known by the acronym ffa so i know margie appreciates the call that you're making and i agree with that i agree with your whole premise we should be teaching things this is why right now a lot of people are revisiting even going to college the college experience is changing dramatically it's becoming such an indoctrination type of situation and people are coming out with these degrees that they can't even apply to anything. Uh, it's a mess. It's a total mess. So you do see people going the route of trade schools. I think, for example, the Atlantic County Institute of Technology is an amazing 
educational delivery system. Uh, and a lot of people are choosing that path. I like what you said about doing that. I think that people should learn uh, growing. I think they should learn uh, master plumbing, uh, master carpenter skills, glazers, all these different things, things that you can actually apply, not all this other stuff where they're filling these people with um, real tripe that you come out and you've got some degree, but you, you have no common sense and you really have nothing that you can actually put to work, that you can actually uh, do anything with. So I, I do like what you're saying. The problem is the power right now resides with radicals who control the curriculum. They control what's considered T and E, thorough and efficient education. Whatever they say is thorough and efficient has to be taught. Anything the likes of what you brought up, which I'm all on board and love it, that would be considered an extra co-curricular activity. And it would either never start or it would be cut. And that's the way they would look at that. It would be looked upon very secondary. And your line is still lit, but we were losing you. You went from, I think you're driving your car. You went from very clear to hardly able to hear you. And now you can't hear us at all. But I hope you heard what I said, because I think that the follow-up to your point, um, that was synergy. Your comments and my comments melded together. I think were very, very important. And I hope you call me again sometime. I can't hear you at this point, so I'm going to free up the line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Okay. Good morning, Mayor. Um, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, the education, uh, the Votech is great, but, it, you know, in the state of Iowa, they're really doing well implementing uh, internships. Uh, they're starting in 11th grade. Money is being given to businesses, and they're, they're teaching theory in the 11th grade. And by 12th grade, these kids are going into apprenticeships. And when they graduate, they're they're right into a job because everybody's not meant for college. It's like hands-on, like doing things, high back, uh, electrical work, uh, frame and building, you know, construction. All these uh, other great jobs are well-paying jobs. Uh, so that was very nice what that lady said. And I wish they would do something in, in our county uh, with, 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 the, with the school systems to help these children. Uh, these young men and women get into programs like that. Yeah, I think they need to really do the guidance counsel counselors should do a really good job and see, um, you know, who is college prep, uh, who might do much better, uh, because we're going to need there's such a shortage right now in, in many, many different skilled trades and things like that. Uh, we need to do better. Uh, the problem is this, this, this radical agenda, though, to indoctrinate is more important than than actually doing the job that should be done. That That's a big problem. Brian Kilmeade is here, so we've got to go. I liked your call. Appreciate it. We'll talk again, I'm sure, when you have when you have time. Uh, enjoy the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 lineup. And uh, if you want to find me, I am guest hosting nationally all across America from noon to 3 today, Eastern, the Todd Starn Show. <laughs> 